Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cos footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elmo's Elmo. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Or little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for play. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're in. Oh, here I come, <laughs> Elmo. Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20. Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. 
the mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. It's women's Aussie rules, they're doing what they love. The fast and tough, don't mess with them, cause they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the match? It's the call of the game, it's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. WARFradio.com Also, shortly on the VFLW live stream, you are listening to the VFLW match of the day. It is Essendon versus Port Melbourne, a top four clash coming from the NEC hangar in Tullamarine. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for your company on this sunshiny day in Melbourne. We're expecting a top of 20, but the football is going to be even hotter today. After the results of Collingwood v Casey from yesterday, this is officially a second versus third battle and uh, maybe a chance for Port Melbourne in their inaugural season to hit the Easter break undefeated or maybe a chance for Essendon to jump Port on the ladder with a victory today. Let's introduce our commentary team that we have got on deck. First of all, the man from the A3 podcast and the Mungrel Punt footy website. It's great to have back once again, Alex Doherty. Good morning, Peter. It's um, such a pleasure to be here. It's, uh, it's a cracking, cracking day for it. It's t- the sun's out. We're right under it. It's, um, a, a cr- it's going to be an amazing clash. Also joining us for the first time, you may have heard his voice before on the VFLW live stream back in 2019. Also on Casey Radio 97.7 FM. It's great to have for the first time on WARF Radio, Brent Sternberg. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Alex. I, I think your mic... Uh, hang on. Try that again. If we hit the button that says your microphone is on, that <laughs> oh, means no. your microphone is on. I'll try that again. Good morning, everybody. Is, is it a good morning? We're off to a bad start. (laughs) (laughs) Blame the technician. That's what I say. Oops, that's me. Um, He's throwing himself under the bus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I'm throwing myself under the bus. I'm being reversed over at this very moment. (laughs) Let's talk about, uh, just quickly, this game. Essendon Port Melbourne. We've got a lot to go through today, including VFLW scores from yesterday, AFLW scores. Plus, on the way, we'll have both coaches, Lachlan Harris from Port Melbourne and Brendan Major from Essendon. But, uh, Brent, what a lineup we've got. Second versus third. Who would have thought the Borough, coming into their first year in this competition, would be on the verge of the Easter break, sitting there undefeated? It's been a huge start, hasn't it, for the Borough. In they come, first season as a VFLW side, and four wins on the bounce, and were on top of the ladder. Alex coming into the into uh, round five, and now they run into the Bombers, who are doing well uh, themselves. Obviously, they had a couple of struggling years, 2018 uh, and 19. I think just the one win for the Bombers in 2018, and then in 2019, just missed the finals and now both teams in the top four as you say heading towards the Easter break I've been really impressed with Port Melbourne I was a little bit upset on Friday when the team was dropped for the borough to see that they had a gun player out for oh, Port Melbourne Sophie Locke I, I know I, I was devastated um, I, was I was devastated I was absolutely devastated as well because Sophie Locke's had an amazing season uh, yeah. so far I think we'll, we'll have to get Lockie Harris to follow yeah. that up very interesting clash this one because yeah Essendon on the back of three straight uh, three straight wins yes and um, coming up against an unbeaten Port side who I, I think we, we talk about the the, um, the AFLW players coming in coming to this team but there's quite a few players VFLW listed players who have 
come in and made an impact right away and have definitely helped this side be where they are at the moment. Well, you mentioned about Sophie Locke. Um, I've been hanging out for a while at the uh, Legends of the Bomber Blitz Forum, and they were previewing this game and talking about it. And they're actually very buoyant today. Not only do they thought that there were a chance to win on this deck, but once they heard that Locke was out, they go, well, there goes Port Melbourne's goal-kicking power. Well, does that tip the scale? Yeah, I think it does. I think so too, because she's been such a, a dynamic weapon inside forward 50. Of course, drafted out of the NAB League as well, where she spent a lot of her time as a defender. Comes into the VFLW, plays for Port Melbourne and kicking goals for fun. She's taken the mickey a little bit, Sophie Locke, yeah. but you can, I can absolutely see why the Bombers are, are you know, pumped to play the defenders, particularly without the number 10 down there. I was chatting to a couple of Port Melbourne supporters as they came to the ground, and uh, they were asking me about today and who would win, and I said, I think Essendon will just uh, get you today. But I said, for Port Melbourne, and I said, if you lost by less than 10 points today, I'd actually give that a tick and call that a win. Considering you're without your forward and you're probably not at full strength, if you get close to the Bombers who are on track to play finals football, that means you're thereabouts and there's a good chance that you could get them if you come finals time. I think we've got a couple of uh, AFLW listed players playing up forward for the Tigers today. They'll be pretty happy to stake their claim and say, you know, we're the big dogs down here. Let us kick the goals. <laughs> I think you're spot on, Brent. I think there's a couple of key forwards in particular. I think Claire Saxon-Jones just building a little bit of form at the moment. Two goals from the last two games and M. Harley as well doing a thing as well up forward. They, they, need a big, they need a big one if Port are going to get up today. Absolutely. And um, if you've just joined us, remember the VFLW stream will start soon on YouTube. Otherwise, you can enjoy our full pregame show on WARFradio.com. We look at the Essendon side and you look at some of the former AFLW talent team that is in there. We begin with the captain, Georgia Nanscorn. Was on the North Melbourne AFLW list a couple of years ago. you got me Ray Clifford, who of course bounced around, was at Melbourne, then at Geelong, and then at Fremantle, and is now playing a key forward position down here. Cecilia McIntosh, she was on an AFLW list with Collingwood. And uh, Kendra Hyle, even though she actually didn't play a game of AFLW, um, she was on the inaugural Collingwood AFLW list as well. So you've got a lot of talent that has had exposure to the top level. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even still, you've got a couple of other players there that I thought were on the draft radar a couple of years ago. I think Alana Barber's had had herself a nice nice few weeks, and as well Felicity Theodore. Two, they're, they're two players that I think that have come into this Essendon side and have really played their role really, really well. I'll tell you one thing, though. When you look at the side and you look at the Richmond footballers today, the question that you've got to ask, Brent, is who is out there at the moment needing to impress? And I say needing to impress because the Richmond season is officially over when it comes to AFLW, but now is starting to come the time, the serious time for coaches, where they've got to sit down with their pen because a number of players, by rule, have to be delisted. Who's on that list where you go, OK, I need to start seeing a big game from them because if you don't, that's it, you've lost your contract. Well, like we spoke about a moment ago, a couple of their big forwards, I mean, it's uh, as great as Sophie Locke has been, it's probably not the best look when you have, you know, these uh, these girls who are on the AFLW list and, and you've got somebody, you know, straight out of the NAB League that was a defender that's coming forward and, and kicking goals. You know, I would not be surprised. We know it's a bit cutthroat, this business. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if one of those girls is replaced next year on the list, um, you know, by Sophie Locke if she keeps up um, her good work. And then, you know, you've got a couple of other... The girls that uh, are also on the list, Hannah McLaren. I think Hannah McLaren has impressed this year, you know, down down back. And I think um, 
you know, has, has staked her claim to perhaps, you know, get a gig uh, on the list next year. And I'd be surprised if she doesn't actually, you know, play play some games next year. And then a couple of girls running through the mid uh, midfield, Luca um, Lasoski Hay as well, who made her debut in round one and then couldn't get back in the team after that. She's been in pretty good form. They've got a lot of good players, Port Melbourne, that run through that uh, that middle. She'll she'll go through there again today and uh, we'll have her work cut out for her. But there's a couple of names, Alex. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the look of Lasoski Hay. I think she brings a lot of grunt and a lot of contested work to the table. I can definitely see her playing on in a Richmond Guernsey next year. Phoebe Monaghan's been a really interesting development, guys, because she's been in this Port Melbourne team the last few weeks and just hasn't been able... She's she's been in good nick here for um for the borough. Just can't seem to um really get herself back into that Richmond team. And now the season's done. There's I think there's a little bit of pressure. Not, probably, not, probably not enough for her to be delisted. I think she's a great player. She had a great 20, 2020 last year. I just, I just think there, there might be a little bit of pressure for her to perform. Maybe that, maybe there's. We saw her a couple of weeks ago against Williamstown, Peter. She was playing more on ball, and she, she looked really, really good. So I'm, I'm just wondering where she's at with her footy. She's one of those players where because, um, and she's traditionally played in defence, has been a good solid footballer. If Richmond didn't see her fitting into their side, do you do a straight-out delisting, or is that a player you look at and you go, right, this is trade bait right here? Who's got a hole in their defence around the AFLW that might have, for example, an excess midfielder that they can take? Is Phoebe Monaghan trade bait? I get the sense that Phoebe Monaghan is the sort of player that uh, you would just love to have at the club. You know, she's been around a little while, such great character, you know, comes back um, to the twos, you know, never the uh, the best time for a player when they drop back to the twos. But like you say, Alex has come back and played really well, you know, taken it really well. Um, It's an awkward position because we know that she's good enough to be playing in the seniors. And if that's not at Richmond, it will be somewhere else next year. But then the other side of the coin, they'll be pretty keen to keep her just because she's such a great character to have around the club. Well, you've well, you got to have a look at where the Tigers are at uh, in the AFLW. They, they've had their easily their best year. Three wins, six losses. Um, is, could could you get like a, a first-round pick for Monaghan, who, who does have a lot of value? I, I don't know whether or not the Tigers would be willing to give her up. I, th- I feel like she still ha- she still adds a lot into the dynamic of the Richmond side. Obviously, she's great on the rebound, very tough, no nonsense as well. If, and we've seen her in, in VFLW level when she gets into the middle. I, I feel like if she, she if she can get a couple uh, a few more games at midfield, I reckon she'll be she'll be an asset to this Richmond side in 2022. Well, they have been aggressive previously. The Tigers, uh, as a club, with their AFLW program in terms of trading picks and trading players, you know, in order to move up uh, into the draft. And that we know that you know that three wins this year, which was um, you know a market improvement on last year, but they will still have a relatively early pick come draft night. And I would expect that they'd be keen to get into the draft even more. And Phoebe Monaghan, Pete, might be an asset that they can trade out. We might have to take this quick break when we're back. On on the other side of the break, we will have the coach of the Port Melbourne Borough, Lachlan Hallis, and we can throw him those questions. Coming up shortly, you're on WARFradio.com. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. 
Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day! On WARFradio.com, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. 10.30am bounce down this morning for Essendon versus Port Melbourne. We're going to be catching up with the coaches of both sides. And we start right now with the undefeated Borough. It's great to have on the line the coach of Port Melbourne in Lachlan Harris. Lachlan, good morning. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, team. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We've got Brent and Alex up here as well. And um, how's the side feeling coming into this crucial clash, a top four battle just before the Easter break? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, it's been a good week on the track. Um, I guess it's always a kind of continue to take the learnings we have out each week and continue to grow. So uh, looking forward to it. Lockie, we've got to talk about the opposition at the moment just briefly. Uh, I reckon they've they've got themselves into a bit of uh, bit of scoring touch over the last few weeks. Is there anything in particular that you're going to try and look at to try and quell their um their influence on the scoreboard today? Um, nothing in particular. I think you know we've got two um, similar yet contrasting styles, and you, know, you look over the last couple of weeks, they've been really problem in terms of the hit up leads and stuff like that so you know we stick to our structures and defense and um try to you know, stop a bit of that um hit up and a bit of their run um you know but really focus on what we do well um let's defend well and then rebound from there and um hopefully we'll be okay Coach, we've got a few of us up here in the box that are all sort of jostling to ask you about one player who's not out there today. We've just found out that she's uh, got a bung finger, I think. Sophie Locke been in enormous form, not out there today. Can you tell us more about that injury and what a loss she's going to be up forward for you guys? Yeah, disappointing. Um, she got stomped on last week um, in our game against Geelong. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of a fracture, so a bit of a splint for a few weeks. Um, yeah, absolutely. Been in fantastic form, so. Um, but I think uh, that's what she's been able to be a beneficiary of has been our system, our structure to give her the opportunity. So now it's, uh, it's another opportunity for our other small, um, you know, Kate Adams, Matt McNamara, Holly Bailey, um, you know, to take their opportunity to get on the end of it. And yeah, we'll miss her. Um, and we've got some work to do to make up for her output. You got one Richmond player dropping back in a Kek McCourt shot. Uh, what are you hoping to get out of her today? 
Um, yeah, Keshi's great in terms of the energy she brings, um, just to yeah, her run um, and, and dash off that half back line. So um, she comes in playing a packy game for us against Carlton early, I saw against Casey earlier in the year. So she knows our system to a degree. So um, got into what's been a pretty um, stable back line for us, and yeah, hopefully we see some rebound from her. Lockie, we were talking uh, on air just briefly before about uh, the role Phoebe Monaghan has on this Port Melbourne side. We saw her a couple of weeks ago play against uh, Williamstown a little bit more in the middle. What's her role going to be today and what's her role for the team going forward? Phoebe uh, is you know, really unique. She's got a whole heap of you know, attributes that give us the ability to put her kind of across the ground. and uh, as, you, as you mentioned, she's played in there inside me. She's played across half-back and yeah, she's hit the scoreboard a couple of times as well. So, um, yeah, good mature. I thought I'd be playing two clubs that will help stabilise this and um, help give us some drive um, off the half-back line between her and Keshi. And then Hannah McLaren will be looking through there. What's the morale been like during the week amongst the girls, Lockie? I mean, obviously, first year VFLW for this famous football club and the girls have absolutely jumped out of the blocks with four wins on the bounce and now you've got a um, top-of-the-table clash today against the Bombers. What's the feeling been like amongst the girls this week? Yeah, good. Just take on each challenge as it comes. I think, you know, last week was a you know, really good uh, point for us in terms of physically challenging game against Geelong um, and then look forward to, as I said, a team that's got a similar style to us in terms of how they move the footy and how we match up against that but um, I think I've said to you before uh, as a group that you know, being in the position we are after only three four months really in existence um, is awesome but also it you know, continue to build those challenges week by week and um, the girls are just uh, absolutely itching to get out there and continue to prove themselves and you know, not just luck it's a method of how we play footy well, Lockie, thank you very much for joining us on our pre-game show here on WARFradio.com. All the very best today as you take on Essendon. What no doubt is going to be a very hot contest. No, thank you very much, team. Have a fantastic call. And um, I'll try not to yell too much from the bench next year. <laughs> thank you very much to Lockie Harris joining us there on the line. The one and only. And uh, he, of course, is feeling, uh, boys, very up and about. I mean, to be honest, if, if we sat down here and like how Wimstown at the moment is 2-2. Two two. If we said Port Melbourne was maybe 2-3 and three come the uh, Easter break, you'd say, yeah, not a bad start for a side that's debuting in the competition. But even if they were lose today, to be 4-1, and one, you've got to be amazed, considering the short pace of time they had as well. They only appointed Lockie in about November and kicked off pre-season in December. They just know how to do things and do things well, the Port Melbourne Footy Club, don't they, with their uh, men's program and women's as well. I mean, I know uh, he was pretty diplomatic in his uh, final answer there, but he must be jumping out of his skin for these girls, yeah. and I'm expecting them to show up today and play a good game, the Borough. Yeah, absolutely, and I think the one thing that really stands out for me is how that, how well they've recruited these players, these VFLW-listed players. I mean, I ha- ha- got first-row seats to watch it a couple of weeks ago against Williamstown. You know, players like Courtney Bramage was really, really good, Holly Bailey, Pip Peschke, Sarah McNamara did some nice things and Ellie McDonald they're not they're not too reliant on their AFLW players which can be a bit of a problematic in VFL VFLW football as well and I've been really amazed really impressed with how Port Melbourne have conducted things so far we'll take this opportunity to take a quick break when we return on the other side of the break we'll be chatting with Essendon coach Brendan Major hey Gary what time you call this yeah the traffic was really bad oh there's Steve go Steve morning how's your weekend same old same old What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? 
listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at ruok.org.au. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. WARFradio.com and very shortly on the VFLW YouTube stream you are listening to the VFL Women's Match of the Day and we should remind those that are coming along to the ground at the NEC hangar on Melrose Drive in Tullamarine that if you bring your FM radio with you you can hear us on the at the ground frequency delay free on 89.1 FM let's get on the line now the coach of the Essendon Football Club uh, technically in his fourth season here if you count the 2020 wipeout that uh, we none of us had football uh, at the moment sitting third on the ladder a chance to jump Port Melbourne today it's great to have on the line Brendan Major Major how are you I think good to have you here on the line Major and uh, well what a day for football sun shining going to be 20 degrees but the football is going to be even hotter a chance for you to knock off one of the undefeated sides yeah, we're really looking forward to the opportunity to test ourselves against a really quality outfit this week, so we're just excited to be able to put our foot into the test. Brendan, what's been what's been the uh, the secret of the Bombers' success this year? I mean, they've had they've had a couple of um, I suppose off years, um, but at the moment you're you're on a three game winning streak. So, what, 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 what's 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 turned the club around? Um, I don't think it's necessarily about turning around. It's just like well, we might almost be losing Brendan there. We, um, we've got a great playing group. Sorry, there. Yeah, let's go again, Brendan. We just lost you there for a moment. Hello? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's about the, the having time for people to get put into play. So they've got a great playing group. They knew what they needed to do and what they wanted to do, and it just took a few rounds. We didn't play any practice matches, so it just took a few rounds to start to really 
quick. Um, so they've brought the defensive pressure and they're setting up well when we have the ball. So it's just about taking pieces time. Got plenty of players on the list, coach, that uh, actually have quite a bit of experience. But I want to ask you about a couple of uh, young ladies that are going to run out there today that are on the uh, Essendon developmental list. Uh, Tamsin Crook and Grace Dicker, who have actually been in pretty good form uh, for you guys through this little um, winning streak that you're on. Can you tell us and the Essendon fans that will be here at the ground and tuning in today about those two? Oh, yeah, Tamsin's a, a great story coming out of the, the, the colder product, coming out of the colder feeder program. Came in, she got her opportunity, and she's been really calm. So her stats—you look at the stats—they haven't been overly high, but every time she gets the ball, she does something really good with it. She's really calm under pressure for a for a young player. Um, she plays tall and plays small, so she's very versatile and uses the ball well. Um, and Grace Dick is just an extraordinary machine. I mean, you've got the women's football going to a more speed-based game, so players that have got wheels like her, we just give it a license to take the game on, and it's really exciting to watch. And Brendan, what can you just pump me? What can you tell us about Natalie McDonald? Um, there's been a lot on Big Footy and Bomber Blitz talking about it, hyping her up. Can you talk about the game that Natalie McDonald's had so far into the season? Yeah, she's a perfect example of just that slow build. So she's been in that program for a few years now. She's shown glimpses of the type of football that she's been playing, but she hasn't been able to play it on a consistent basis. So she's, she's now sort of grown into 23-year-old now. She's grown into a little football a little bit more. She... She prepares really well. She studies the game really well. She, she constantly asks coaches for feedback. So she, she's slow built into a really, really good football player, and now she's starting to put it together consistently. Brendan, Mia Ray Clifford's a player of um, massive interest to me because she's been around the AFL circles a fair bit, three clubs and in at the, at the Bombs for her first year. How, how, obviously, she's featured on the score sheet, but how important has she been in terms of leadership and, and sort, the sort of style that she brings to this team? She's been critical. She's been one of the main reasons that we've been able to play the way that we've wanted to play. So she's come in, her leadership's fantastic, her attitude's fantastic, her work rate's amazing. You know, this is this is a player that we know that all the players are, uh, you know, part-time athletes and they've got jobs, but Mia's the type of player that will, you know, she'll work and then she'll go straight to footy and then she'll go straight back to work afterwards. Always has a great attitude. Um, and obviously has been around for a long time so she has good command of her game which makes a massive difference so she, she knows what she's got to do um, but she's here for the team How do you beat them coach? What's the one thing that you will uh, instill in your girls today that if they do well they'll come away with the four points? Go around them don't go through them very simple, very simple. And one last question from me before I go as well. Uh, Cecilia McIntosh, um, do you know where she keeps that fountain of youth that we can all tap into? 41, still going around and still very good. Oh, you talk about players' professionalism. She prepares like no player I've ever seen before in my life. So it's no wonder that she's at the age she is and is manages to be consistent and as good as she is. She just prepares better than everybody else. Well, Brendan, thank you very much for joining us here on the pregame show on wolfradio.com. And all the very best today on this exciting top four clash against Port Melbourne. Thank you very much. That's Brendan Major joining us, not from Windy Hill, despite what you may hear in the background with the wind, <laughs> but here at the NEC Hangar in Tullamarine. In fact, on the uh, Bomber Blitz Forum, someone did nickname it Windy Plains. 
Well, it sounded like windy planes, didn't it? <laughs> that, con- that connection was... Um, I'm not sure what sort of phone he's rocking with, but um, that connection was a bit was a bit iffy. Was he out at the airport in a wind sock? That- <laughs> I think so. He's probably just landed, saying, I'll be there in a minute. Don't worry. The rest of the side can uh, get ready without me. But uh, as he said, he saw about the players on the side. You know, there's a lot of exciting uh, talent at Essendon. And uh, the thing is, they can obviously get stronger. We know... That they've got that alignment with Calder Cannons, and we are expecting Georgie Press Parkers oh. <laughs> after the national championships to play for them. So we're talking about May, June. Can you imagine this side having Georgie Press Parkers in the midfield just as they hit finals? Well, that's that's not fair. That's <laughs> that's not fair. If they continue winning and then add you know the sister of in, yeah. into the midfield, I tell you what, there'll be some Bombers fans that are uh, watching the Cannons and watching how she's going. She's been in. Uh, okay, Nick, I've heard with the Cannons. So, um, yeah, that's that's not fair. And that, as, as much as you tried to link Georgie Brisbarkas with Geelong, which you may well truly go to oh, in the get draft, out of here, uh, they, 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 they've been talking about as well that obviously Essen want to go for an AFLW licence. We don't know what year that will happen. But um, if it does happen within the next five years, as everyone's been saying, uh, if they have the expansion signings, uh, goodbye to Maddie at Carlton and goodbye to Georgie wherever she goes because they're actually both grown up as Essendon supporters. Yeah, well, that's that's going to be an interesting development. Obviously, we're not quite sure when when the the rest of the teams will be in the, the AFLW. Obviously, Sydney's got their academy side as well. Port, Port Adelaide are, are, are pushing for for a license as well, from what I've heard. Um, so, oh, you got a lot of you got a lot of players coming through, and George. Patricios, another one who sort of grew up in that Calder region as well, and sort of play, and played a, played a couple of VFLW games with the Bombers before she got drafted. So, if, if, if the Bombers get a license in the AFLW in the next few years, they're going to be really excited to watch Brent. And I think what we're trying to say is when when the Bombers get an AFLW yeah. license, there's going to be a civil war. Peter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. As as, as Patricios will say goodbye to St Kilda and probably go back again because it's interesting to note in 2019 when Patricios did play for them. She was named best on ground uh, in the game where Essendon beat Collingwood back in 2019 and that was the year Collingwood almost went through undefeated Yeah, in the uh, home and away season and a little player called Patricio stepped up and said, excuse me, I'll have a say in this game. <laughs> she seems to do that, doesn't she? A lot. I reckon Ta- they could... Takes, uh, no, takes no prisoners, doesn't care, doesn't care who you are. She'll <laughs> just run through you. <laughs> for those that just joined us, it is uh, 3 past 10. You are listening to WARFradio.com We'll be also live on the VFLW YouTube stream just before the bounce down at 10.30am this morning. We're going to take a quick opportunity to take a break. When we return on the other side of this break, we're going to go through results so far from VFLW Round 5 and a quick recap of what's been happening in the AFLW so far if you've been hiding under a rock somewhere. We'll be back shortly. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. 
It's just good business. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. On WARFradio.com and also on the VFLW stream. You won't hear our commentary at the moment on the VFLW stream, but they will be turning us up at about five minutes to bounce down at 10.30am. You are listening to Essendon versus Port Melbourne. It is a top four clash. And thanks to the results of Collingwood v Casey uh, yesterday, this is officially a third versus second game. Essendon third on the ladder. Port Melbourne currently sitting second. You've got Peter Holden, Brent Sturberg and also Alex Doherty with you today. We're going to go through the VFL results from round five so far. And since obviously you're from Casey Radio, Brent, you'll know the Casey Demons very well. We're expecting a close game against them against Collingwood. They kind of stayed with them when it came to ball possession, but not on the scoreboard. Collingwood 8-4-52, defeating Casey 3-6-24. Yeah, just ran out of steam, unfortunately, a little bit. The uh, the Casey Demon girls been having a pretty good season uh, at that level um, and ha- had a couple of good years, but... Unfortunately, going down to the Pies, they've put a good program together, the Pies, haven't they? They're flying at seniors level and uh, obviously a good win to go back to the um, the top of the table uh, yesterday. And now the Pies will be barracking for the Bombers today to hope that they can stay there. Yeah, the Pies have picked up where they left off from uh, 2019 and more impressive the fact that they've got almost completely a new list um, in, at their disposal. And it's probably going to be made all the more scary when they get a couple of their AFLW players coming back into the team once finals is done. So... They're, they're, they're going to be them, Port Melbourne, and possibly the Bombers if they get up. I reckon they're going to be the three teams that are really going to vie for the Premiership this year. It'll be an interesting window coming up shortly across the competition because we had it confirmed yesterday by the Bulldogs' assistant coach that what happens because of the old CBA that currently is in um, uh, running for the AFLW is that once an AFLW season is over, whether you finish home and away or you get knocked out of the finals, wherever it might be, the players have to have a mandated four-week break. Right. Ah. So they can't come into the VFLW. Okay. So that means you're going to have a few weeks here of sides going to be out of whack where they've got those that have obviously not made AFLW finals. Right now the clock begins, so wipe out next week. It's an Easter break for everyone, and that'll be about three rounds of no AFLW talent. For those that, let, let's say Collingwood makes the deep run to the uh, grand final, then all of a sudden that's three weeks, so that's probably what, around eight. Then the clock ticks on the four weeks. The AFLW talent won't be there till about round 12. 
Well, that, yeah, no, that, that, that is pretty interesting because I, I didn't pick that one up. So, but, uh, look, I, I feel like they, they can still bring in... They'll still bring in a couple of really good youngsters in that side of Collingwood because I think you look at who they had in there uh, across the across the journey. Joanna Lynn's been very impressive. Abby Maloney I've really, really liked in patches. I liked her form last year before the season got shut down. Um, so I think if the Pies bring in those sort of younger players, I think it's only going to enhance their, um, their their chances. Do you think that... Sorry, Petty, cut you off. Do you no. think that maybe the Tigers found a little bit of a loophole and we're pretty keen to get uh, Chot back into the VFLW team and, and brought her back this week to try and avoid that. Do you reckon that might have been a sneaky play from the Tigers? I think she still counts though because she's AFLW listed where she'll right. have to sit the four out. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah, it's it's a very weird system. It's one of those things where no one actually thought of that, um, of how that would play out yep. because how very last minute the VFLW season got brought forward and I think, I think the next CBA is due about now, so mm. obviously that'll be renegotiated and they'll change that because the seasons are aligned. Well, what, 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 what will they do, some of the girls then, for four weeks? They'd, ha- they'd have to keep training. That probably puts the pin in the um, the off-season trip. Yeah, I'll f- probably, probably have your, uh, your your Mad Monday, your Silly Sunday, then probably back to business as usual because they, they'll still do their job. They'll still do their, their jobs off, yeah, of course, yeah. off, yeah. off a footy and I, I, I feel like yeah, look, they'll probably, they'll probably get back to the gym and get back to doing work because I think these players are so committed to their craft at the moment. It's just impossible to see them doing anything else, really. Well, the the, the tricky thing is, let, let's say, for example, you play for the Kangaroos at the moment. Um, and let's say the Kangaroos have a great deep run in the AFLW and they make it to the grand final. And let's say your player, 27, 28 in the list, you're not going to be realistically playing in that AFLW grand final. But you are counted as an AFLW-listed player. The season ends, which is pro- uh, the AFLW season ends, probably around what round seven here in the um, here in the VFLW. Then you've got to sit the mandatory four out. Then you can come back in round eleven. You'll play through to round fourteen. But how the Kangaroos are tracking at the moment the VFLW, you probably won't play finals. Mm. So all of a sudden you sit out four, you come back, you have three games, and that's it. Your season's done. So now the question is going to be put because the season ends in July. Is the AFLW going to allow players to drop back to community football and, and play there to get some games in? Or are clubs going to freak out going, well, no, community football play on grounds with cricket pitchers and we can't allow them to play on that? It's 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 a bit of a tricky t- situation, a teething situation in this first season. I guess they're... Sorry, Alex, they've caused a little bit of an issue for themselves having, of course, uh, this is the first year that the VFLW has run concur- concurrently. I'll get that out. Concurrently with the, um, the AFLW. Yeah, I, I feel like there should be exemptions to these sort of because obviously North do have um, quite a few players that are still young, still raw in talent, and they need the experience. So, like, what 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 is what is actually stopping? Uh, we know the CBA is preventing them, but surely the league can do something to make exemptions for the, the sort of young players like Alisson Lachlan, who I think's been in really good touch for the for North side, both in the AFLW and the VFLW. There's there's about I don't know maybe. This, this is approximately maybe 15, 20% young players, inexperienced players that, sh- that, need, that need this time to continue to work on their craft. So what, what, why, why, are we, why are we stuck here? Could the AFL change their ruling on the fly? Do they do that? Does, does the AFL do that? I, yeah. <laughs> like every yeah. other rule. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope so. Well, yeah. th- th- this would be one of the more common sense ones, though, really, to make it uh, you know, easier on the clubs to make that decision. Hang yeah. on, one, two, three, stand. So, 
that's uh, one of those other rules on the fly that the AFLW and the <laughs> AFL uh, love to do. Oh, remember now in the AFL you can throw the ball, i.e. last uh, Friday night, oh, Geelong and the Brisbane Lions. Don't mention Lions. the war, Peter. Oh, dear. <laughs> Continuing through other VFLW results, as we said, Collingwood defeated Casey. For the Darabin Falcons, as we mentioned yesterday, my, how the mighty have once fallen. Um, Darabin, uh, you know, 10 premierships over 13 years in the VWFL slash VFLW. At the moment, they are firmly on the bottom of the ladder, and the Southern Saints uh, took out a beating on them. 9-13-67. If they kicked straight, it could have been worse. 1-1-7 for the Darabin Falcons. It's a, it's a disaster over there, Darabin, aren't, isn't it? It's It's... I don't know. It, it feels like the VFL have robbed them of their prestige because obviously, yeah. when we when we look back at their VWFL, they they had a lot of a star talent. You know, we think about Daisy Pierce, the Mel Hickey's, the Astro O'Connors, all all those sort of players. But just now, now that these rules sort of set in place, where the the AFLW clubs have access to the to all the um to all the players, um, I don't know. I don't know where, what it means for them. Well, you, you look at it this way. If Darabin still had the Diamond Creeks, the St Kilda Sharks, Melbourne Universities in the competition, you could argue, yes, they've got to be around. You still have community club versus community club. You can play on that. The unfortunate thing is the other community clubs got the flick a couple of years ago. It was very noble of Darabin to say, look, we want to stay on and we want to fight on. But the problem is taking away the AFLW clubs who've got their quote-unquote reserves in the competition. Darabin are trying to compete for players up against, first of all, right here today, the Essendon Football Club where uh, the standalone clubs can also pay players as well. So you, you're asking a player that's based in the Northern Suburbs, OK, do you want to play a Darabin at AH Cap Reserve? And, you know, we don't really have a home ground. We're playing Latrobe, we're playing Preston, we're playing Northcote. Or do you want to come out to Essen with this fancy new hangar and play out here and maybe one day we'll have an AFLW licence? I know Hawthorne have been recruiting players there, not only for the fact that they won a premiership a couple of years ago, but they're kind of banging the drum of any moment now, any moment now we'll be in the AFLW and you two could be playing for us in that league. So that's kind of their call to younger players to come play with, for them. Weemstown, who are a standalone club, are trying to obviously pitch that, hey, you, we've got a women's footy legend here in Penny Weed. We're pure standalone. Rich uh, Weemstown are actually a rich and very successful standalone club. Pokies. And they've got a, lot of, got a lot of money behind them. And even Port Melbourne, Pokies, uh, have got a bit of money behind them as much as they're aligned with Richmond. Yeah, well. that, and, of course, Port Melbourne, very close to the city as well, for anyone that might be studying or working in the, in the city. All of them have got a lot of things to sell to players, particularly based on their facilities and all their background, up against Darabin, where, again, yes, it's that noble thing of they're the only one of the few women's sports clubs, purely women only, still left, but unfortunately, you can only fight the fight for so long. Yeah, ab- absolutely, and you sort of, and you've summed it up really well, like, all the other standalone clubs have really good assets. What did Darabin have, aside from a proud history? Yeah. They, they need more. And, it, and I mean, if, if they still had, if Katie Brennan was still coming back there, if Daisy Pierce was still coming back, if, the, if those big names were still going back to that club, then yes, then maybe they can draw it. And that was the thing years ago. That's why Ebony Marinoff played for them and uh, Astor came down from Queensland originally and played for them and Katie came down from Queensland. It's because they had the big names, they had the networks, they had the contacts. But once those players left, I mean... All, all of a sudden, the reasons to play for Darabin, unfortunately, shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. Yeah, well, it's tough times ahead for Darabin, I, 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 fe- I fear. It's, um, 
I mean, it's a shame. Not looking good. We'd love to see them still, you know, I hate to admit it, beating up on sides (laughs) in the comp. But uh, unfortunately, the reality of the situation has changed. I'd rather the community clubs be in this competition, but it is what it is now. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, You're right. Absolutely right. Let's continue our look through the results from yesterday. Uh, Carlton, 9-11-65, again defeating Hawthorne, 5-5-35. For the Blue Baggers, uh, Jones kick four, Gibbs kick two, Wilson, Trudgeon, Munst, named amongst uh, the goal kickers, Build and the best, Madden, Jones, Zampak, Leone. Um, goal kickers for Hawthorne, Angelus two, Kelly, Williams, uh, Melanda. It's an interesting case, Brent, on, on Serena Gibbs. She came into the side, the AFLW side for Carlton in that game against Geelong. She won and she did well up forward. But one of the reasons why she was in there as a tall forward is because Taylor Harris was managed that game. Harris came back. Gibbs has now gone back to the VFLW and been solid there. Carlton are in a situation of what do they do with Serena Gibbs? Well, that'll, I think that'll come down to do they want to play two two key forwards. I know Carlton um, in the AFLW, I'm not too familiar with their VFLW team, but I know their AFLW team uh, prides themselves on, on being fast and having those little um, sneaky, you know, goal kickers. I mean, Taylor Harris is a gun. I don't think that's breaking news, you know, if she's being rested. Oh, yeah, no. Pe- oh, no? Pe- Pe- Peter's, on, Peter's a bit on the fence on this. And, and, and okay, uh, to, Nicole, uh, to, be, uh, to be honest, I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little bit sceptical about Taylor Harris at the moment as well. And we sort of had that discussion last yeah. week at Witten Oval pregame. But, um, oh, look, in the case of Gibbs, uh, I, I, like, I like what she brings to the table. She's very young, very athletic, can, can really attack the footy at pace. So it's just sort of, it, it's just sort of about just you know continuing to get games under her belt, and kind of does stem back to that sort of conversation we just had about um, getting the younger getting the younger kids in there, continuing to play under the under the CBA thing. So uh, do you guys think they should be playing at least both of them, or, or possibly Gibbs over Taylor Harris? I'd play Gibbs. Really? I, I, wow. I, 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 I take it on... I mean, I, we, we talked about the theory last week where yeah. we talked about with Alex. I go, yeah. at, at the moment... Because like, we talked about the... The, the previous game for Carlton, how um, uh, the, the the least possessions for the game was Taylor Harris mm. at, at the bottom, and it's like all of a sudden them not relying on Taylor and Darcy's now coming to the forefront. And I and I posed the question, going, we didn't know with Taylor was she struggling because of a is it an injury niggle? So I was talking about maybe the knees not quite right. Is it just mentally? Is it something in the head that's just you know she's just not there yet, or has she? And it happens in men's football, and, it, and you know we should say it happens in women's football. There are some that absolutely kill it at junior level, but as they get to senior football, for just whatever reason, they, they lose it. And I said the year before she finished ninth in the Carlton BNF. So when yep. she got named as the top 30 AFLW footballers, I go, well, Carlton reckons she's the ninth best player. I mean, you know, and and this year I think she's been worse than the year before. It's a case of what does Carlton do if they don't feel they can get her right, whether it be mentally or physically. Do you is she a piece that you move along, thinking, well, she could be valuable for us to get other pieces into the side? Um, no doubt, most Carlton supporters are saying, no, 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 yeah, we, course, we, yeah. we 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 need to keep Taylor Harris, but it, it does throw up that option, as we said, with Serena Gibbs if she can't get in, and we've been also talking about Winnie Lang as well, who got recruited out of the Sandringham Dragons and had been killing it in the VFLW. They're two interesting pieces, and it's it's something at the moment the media is not talking about, and I hope they talk about more, like they do with men's football, about these players that are interesting pieces that we should be talking about of here is trade bait here are players of okay if you can package maybe these two together where can they send them off to and who do you want back in terms of the evolution of women's football i still think we're in a bit of a honeymoon sort of period where we probably haven't 
matured enough. You know, we're happy to have the girls out there. We're happy to have, you know, the AFLW, um, which is still sort of, um, you know, uh, not reeling, but, you know, they're, so, they're trying to mature after having some teams, uh, expansion teams come in and whatnot. I think in terms of how it's covered, um, the coverage probably needs to um, mature a, a little bit before we start to, to talk about, you know, players being traded and even even form, you know. And I'm sure the coaches themselves are having those discussions and players are going in and out. But in terms of the media, you're right, we probably need to start to um, talk about players, you know, in terms of uh, being traded and whatnot. Do you think there was a reluctance from the AFL to encourage that type of talk in year one? Because most of the women making up the competition in year one and year two and year three had come out of community football as part-timers and do you think to them it would have been a shock to the system that media openly discussing right who needs to be cut who needs to be moved on whereas maybe amongst men because they've come up obviously with that whole TAC cup system for years and years and years they're almost media conditioned to this is a reality people will be talking about you in the media about your spot on a squad it's, it's probably that and it's probably also um you know, if you put aside the whole Adam Trelaw thing, in the AFL, it, it is their job and their livelihood. So if a team, you know, wants to send one player from the East Coast to West, off you go, you'll find a house over there, you'll move if you've got a partner and kids. Can't really do that, you know, in the AFL, uh, sorry, VFLW, or yeah, AFL and uh, the women's side of things, because it's it's not their livelihoods. One day it will be, but right now it's not. So, you know, Carlton, for example, if we're talking about the Blues, can't just say, all right, Taylor, you're off to the West Coast. Well, if yeah, Taylor Harris is studying here, yeah. has all of her family here, you can't do that. Yeah, that's a really good point, and it's it's sort of, yeah, it makes you wonder why there hasn't been many as many moves in in women's football over the last, not even the first year, but the last first first few years. And yeah, you, you're absolutely right. It's we're still in a semi-professional environment. You know, it's you know the, the AFL women's get seven, eight, nine games, nine games a season. Now it's plus three with finals. It's it, you can't just. It go like yeah yeah the AFL men's is a business so they're going to just chuck players left right and centre do what's best for the club you can't exactly do that here in the AFL women's you got to yeah you got to sort of look at the best interests of the club but you've also got to look at the best interests of the players as well sort of you can't you can't just move a player like yeah, yeah. maybe Maddie Prasparkas who's lived in Victoria all her life can't just move her up to the Queensland on a whim or, 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 or for picks but of course none of this takes away from the fact that you know we're allowed to talk about or should talk about players you know falling in and out of form because like I say players players go up and down or whatever it's just the uh, the trading you know side of things and maybe this player should be shipped out or, or whatnot. Uh, just quickly one other VFLW score before we go to our break and then commence with our 10.30am bounce down between Essendon and Port Melbourne Geelong 5-10-40 defeating the Western Bulldogs 6 behinds we talk about the mighty falling like Darren and the Western Bulldogs have just plummeted down the ladder after making the grand final in 2019. Um, obviously, no goal kickers for the for the Bulldogs. Their best players: Hunt, Strawn, Betts, Grant, Chris Gurgle, and Vale. Best players for Geelong: Shepherd, Fuller, Meissner, Gonjaka, Tatlock, and uh, Williams. Uh, the Indigenous player Stephanie Williams, exciting as always. Uh, crashing packs, hitting it with space um, with two goals, and of course, we gave our best on ground to Gonjaka. We might take this opportunity to take a quick break. When we return, 10:30 a.m. It's the bounce down. Essendon and Port Melbourne, a top four battle. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. 
Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat and before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. There's jumpers, hoodies, and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au Elder abuse can take many forms. Financial abuse is the most common. He said, Mum, I'll get the money for you. I gave him my card. He's my son. And then I got a call from the bank manager. I never expected this from my daughter. If I don't change my will, I can't see the grandkids again. For free confidential support, call 1800 Elder Help. That's 1800 353 374. Even I could Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au.
WARFradio.com and also on the VFLW YouTube stream. And if you're at the ground, you can listen to us delay-free on 89.1 FM. That frequency again for delay-free coverage, 89.1 FM. This is the VFLW match of the day. It is a top four battle. It is Essendon versus Port Melbourne. Peter Holden, Alex Doherty and Brent Sternberg with you here at the hangar in Tullamarine. Conditions just about perfect. Barely a breath of wind, cloud coverage, a little bit of sun and today heading for a top of 20. As both sides are in their huddles, we've been told Essendon have won the toss and will be kicking to the right of screen for those watching on YouTube, to the right of your radio dial for those at home. Time to get our predictions for this game. Brent, I'll start with you first. Who do you think is going to win today and by how much? I'm leaning towards Essendon, actually. I've seen a lot of people around the traps picking Port Melbourne, but I just can't get over that out of Sophie Lock and I think the Bombers are going to be up and about at home. Uh, I think it'll be close, though. I'm going, to, I'm going to tip the Bombers by a goal. Alex Doherty, our match analyst today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the Bombers today as well. I, I feel like if, if you ask around the, um, the Essendon camp, they're really, really confident. They're on three-game winning streak as well. They, they've picked up form at the right time of the year. And also, the, yeah, the, uh, the out of Sophie Locke absolutely hurts. And I, I think I'll go Bombers by about four points. I agree with all of you. I think Sophie Locke's out hurts big time. I know they're going to be looking maybe through goals from Harley. Will they move Wilson into full forward like they did in that first game against North Melbourne? That's a question, but I think Essendon are on fire at the moment. As I said, I reckon if, if Paul Melbourne lose today by less than 10 points, I'd call that a win for them and, and a chance to get revenge on Essendon later in the year. But I am going for the Bombers by 15 points. And for whatever, it, for whatever it's worth, I call myself a neutral commentator today. I follow Essendon in the AFL and traditionally follow Port Melbourne in the VFL. So I've got a foot in both camps. We're just about ready to get underway here at the hangar in Tullamarine. Your lead caller today is Brent Sternberg. So here we go then. Sunday morning football at the hangar round five VFLW 2v3. Top four clashes. The umpire holds the ball aloft and we're waiting for the siren. Got a short siren here today boys just quietly and uh, it's Elizabeth Wilson into the ruck for Port Melbourne and Nelda for the Bombers. She won it out looking for Nan Scorn who has worked well off the ball there by Bramage who then goes back and applied to tackle and now here's Pip Petchka who runs into a gang tackle for the Bombers been in really good form the last few weeks Pip Petchka didn't, uh, didn't play round one but has played the three games since then and has been real dangerous across half forward so look for her uh, this morning as that was Elizabeth Wilson who won that hit out, it's come to Nicole Julian for the Bombers who comes out towards this near wing where the Bombers have it that is uh, Emma McKay into the team today as well, kick forward, there's Chot for the uh, Borough Floating across in front there, back in the side from the Tiger Seniors team. Now it's come to Natalie McDonald. McDonald gives it off and a kick for goal. And it's looking okay. The Port Melbourne defender just got a hand on it. That was a flying shot for goal from the Bombers. That was Jessica Davies through for the first behind of the afternoon. It's the Bombers one behind Port Melbourne yet to score. Here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW live stream. Ball to be brought back into play from the Borough to the right of your screen. The Borough going to left of screen. Intercepted by Barber. The umpire said didn't hang on to it as Kai's trying to get a hurry kick away. Hand pass by Dine. Intercepted by Nanscorn. Nanscorn over the top to McDonald. McDonald wants the 1-2. Will receive. No, just away from her while under pressure from Kai's. Close towards the boundary line. Pardon me, was not Kai's. That was McLaren who saw it over and out and will call for a throw in. We'll get some early impressions from match analyst Alex Doherty. Well, that, that passage of play there from Georgia Nanskill and just good vision, good good composure with the footy. I'm really, 
I'm really, really looking forward to see how she plays today. Looks like Pip Peschke's got the matchup on her early. And also, Sarah McNamara, good to see her starting a bit deeper in the forward 50. So Bombers deep into attack early. Port Melbourne looked to win this clearance. It was Peschke who just tried to tap one to Bramage, but good work there from Ashley Cooper, who gave it back to McKay. Kick inside 50 for the Bombers. Playing in front here, it's Frew. Left the football behind initially. Now it's come out here to McDonald, who's been in everything early. Kick for goal, Nicole Julian. It's just offline. Is it scored? No, it's missed everything. So out of bounds on the full. Couple of shots early there for the Bombers, but just the one behind to show for it. Brought Melbourne to bring it in, and a short kick here. We'll find Hannah McLaren in the left back pocket for the Borough. Of course, those listening at the ground, WARFradio.com, delay free coverage at the ground on 89.1 FM. Here's the long kick. Harley tries to go for the marks ball by Ashley Cooper. Going in to lay the tackle, Ashley Cooper, wrapping up the player in Pip Peschke, and the umpire will ask for the football back. 55 metres out from the Bombers' goal. Umpire throws in the air again. One out by now to try to put it eventually to the advantage of Nanscorn. Trying to get there for supporters, Nicole Julian, under pressure, got it away. Hurry, kick by Eugle, going in towards the forward third. Going on the ground is through, fighting hard for it. Couldn't hang on to it. McEwen Chott is there if they want to get a hand pass to her. Ball is dropped. Watching on is Barton. Can't extract the pill. Close towards the boundary line. It will be seen over and out by McLaren. They ask for deliberate. Umpire says, I'm not paying it this early in the game. Let's call for a throw in. Alex Stockerty. Well done from through there before. It was a two-on-one, and the one was in her favour as, as the bomber. Just just kept the ball going and sort of just, just get it goal side. Very interesting to see one-on-ones all around the ground here so no one's employing a spare behind the footy ball has lived in the forward 50 early for the Bombers as an end Scorn and Jess Davies wrap up the poor old Port Melbourne player in the middle of that that was Chott who has played six games for the Tigers at AFLW level this season but comes back to play for the Borough this week and a good inclusion as well I think she was in good form for the Tigers unlucky to be dropped Wilson thought about taking it out of the ruck couldn't quite Bramage in there again for the Borough she's got Alana Barber in her sights and again Locked up in the Bombers' forward 50. We'll have a ball up about 35 out from goal. Here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. Now with the punch work, trying to go through there as Barber couldn't hang on to it. Bramage got the hand pass out. Wilson drew the player, then went for the hand pass, looking for Harley to pick it up off the ground. Ashley Cooper claims her, so does Nicole Julian. But picking up the spills there as McEwen shot. Goes long with the kick, trying to put it to the advantage of Kennedy. Kennedy still working hard with the football. Morecambe going with her. Morecambe won it for the Bombers. Kicked it towards the wing on the Melrose side. Melrose drive side of the ground. Trying to kick the ball in front of herself is Marianne Anthony. Got immediately claimed. Everyone jumped on her. Ball did spill out momentarily. Quick little hand pass out from Bridie Kennedy. Got picked off by Barber. Gave off the quick hand pass. Kicks it towards the half forward flank position. They were trying to find Mia Ray Clifford. That was well, well wide of her. And the Borough find it easily. And taking the mark is Hannah McLaren. They'll have to be wise to that today, the Bombers. If they're going to hack kick forward, Hannah McLaren is going to gobble those up all afternoon. Here's Bromage now. Well, it was taken by Barber. And then Bromage said, nah, nah, see you later. Handball couldn't quite find a teammate. The ball is on the outer wing as Natalie McDonald goes again. Shuffles a handball forward and here go the Bombers inside 50. It's Clifford. Clifford's onto it for the Bombers. Leading goal kicker so far this year. Coming at her, I think, for the uh, Borough. That was Lisa Davey. Wasn't a great kick either. It's gone straight to Molly Barton. Barton, good kick out towards the halfback flank where it is. Hannah McLaren again for the Borough at right halfback. Felicity Theodore was on there just before in the inside 50 and just just didn't get the kick right, Clifford. Bombers intercept and they end up going short to the captain and Georgia Nanscorn. Nanscorn wheels around from 60 metres out. out. Was heading in the Mia Ray Clifford direction. She aborted the run at the last moment because she saw Eugle. Eugle then went through Mia Ray Clifford, gave it across to Frew and Frew puts it through the middle. The Bombers get there first. 
here at the Hangar in Tullamarine. 117 the Bombers, the Port Melbourne Borough, yet to score your match. Analyst Alex Doherty. Well, that was Theodore from the crumbs there inside 50 and just sort of broke apart from there. And that was a lovely finishing goal as well from um, Felicity. Was it Federica Fru? Yes. Um, just a brilliant finish. That is Federica Fru's fourth goal of the season. Three goals from four games coming into today. Nice finish, and that goal was coming, wasn't it, for the Bombers? All the, all the run of the play in the uh, 450 there for the Dons as the ball is back into the middle. 1 1 7. They lead the Bombers, Port Melbourne, yet to score and yet to get it inside 50 as it's uh, Laurie Stepnell into the ruck now for the Bombers, and she won it out. Pipetsky went and socketed it off the deck, and now there's a race on for the football to the outer side. Here comes Theodore from the Bombers. She's going to get there first. The last bounce as she arrived just eluded her, but she had time enough there to get it to the skipper in Nan Scorn, whose kick forward is again gone straight down the throat of Hannah McLaren who will look to switch to this near side. She's had a bounce. Dangerous handball to Chot, but Chot is quick. She's got Barber right up her backside but a kick towards the middle of the ground there by Chot. Over the head of her intended uh, teammate that was Holly Bailey. Now over it there for the Bombers. It was a play that was jumped on by Sarah McNamara. They call for holding the ball. The umpire comes across and says I think he did say holding the ball, did he there guys? Or? No, 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 he's asking up. for the football back. Oh. Courtney Hugo on the bottom of that pack and earlier I accidentally called Felicia Theodore Courtney Eugle. I don't want to get those names wrong, otherwise people might mistakenly call me Brian Taylor. As they get their hand pass out through Eugle. Goes to the hand pass oh over boy. the top to Morecambe. Morecambe oh. gets absolutely mown down. Umpire said too high, though. Free kick going the way of the Bombers. So Alex Morecambe with the free kick. Seven-point lead to Essendon here in the first term. WARFradio.com, your home of women's football, plus on the VFLW YouTube stream. Looking for some options. One of them calling for it is Frederica Frew, the only goal kicker so far. She receives it, defensive side of the centre circles. Comes out towards the broadcast side wing. Marianne Anthony what, tried to pick it up off the carpet, then went with a kick option instead. Kick. Was picked off by McLaren, no 15, had to play on, but then managed to find Pip Pesky. Pesky has the ball at true centre half back. Was looking towards the Melrose Drive side wing of the ground. Elects to go to the broadcast side instead. Now gets it to the advantage of Phoebe Monaghan. She's away, but Anthony was on her hammer. It, it affected the kick. It is long, it is towards the the pocket. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing close towards the boundary line. Here comes Bridie Kennedy. Got a circle around. Went with a home pass backwards. Now they kick it in towards the hotspot and taking the mark is Emily Harley. That was great vision as well. Just good composure. Uh, just took the time just to assess the options and um, they've, they've resulted in a scoring opportunity there. And they, they need this one port because I think Essendon have, uh, they've started the game really, really well. Their intensity is good. They're get, they were getting repeat inside 50s as well. So this will be very, very good for port. Loving this intensity early certainly worthy of the top four billing that we had today. It's currently third versus second on the ladder, this clash. Emily Harley, 45 degree angle, will be kicking from approximately 40 metres out from goal. Puts it on the right boot and it sails straight over the goal umpire's hat. It might be the first term, but game on here at Tullamarine. The Borough won straight six, Essendon 117, WARFradio.com, the VFLW YouTube stream, and delay-free at the ground coverage on 89.1 FM. Again, your match analyst from the A3 podcast and the Mungrel Punt footy website, it is Alex Doherty. I've really liked this start, Peter. It's just a lot of a lot of good one-on-one matchups around the ground. That was set up by, as well by Phoebe Monaghan. She, um, she had the pace on the outside to burn her opponent, just get the kick forward. That's all you need to do right now is just get it forward and and let your um let your teammates do the rest and really 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 good good start here. 
It was Emily Harley kicking her third goal of the season. Kicked a couple earlier this year in round two. And that goal did come against the grain and the Borough moving the ball forward again here. Although it's uh, Barbara, I think that was for the Bombers back there. Up towards the middle of the ground. McLaren got shoved out of it. Here is Barbara to give the handball to Google who ran straight into a tackle. Ball was jarred free in the tackle. The umpire said play on. And now the umpire comes back and says a free kick for Port Melbourne for Courtney Bramage. Just backward of centre for the Borough. Again, they're going to try and use this near side. It's a good enough kick for Bramage to find McLaren. And McLaren is off and racing. A kick inside forward 50. Almost a good mark in front there by Kennedy. She's there to back up again. She was taken to ground by Ashley Cooper. No free kick. Now McNamara becomes the tackle. The umpire calls for it. A ball up just inside 50 for the Borough, who all of a sudden have switched on. Umpire has the football, clears the way behind him and throws it high, high in the air. Tanner wins the tap down, trying to put it in the direction of Harley, was running on by. Eugle jumps in there for the Bombers. And once again, we're going to have another stalemate. Just a reminder, there'll be also another VFLW YouTube stream coming up at 12 noon today. That is North Melbourne and Weemstown out there at Arden Street Oval. One out by Tanner on that occasion, tap the ball to ground. Bombers player accidentally overruns the football. Going in there is Olivia Barton, puts a nice bump in, got it across to Harley, put it quickly on the left boot. Goes in towards the forward line. It's a dribbling, dribbling football. Chasing after it is Cleo Saxon-Jones. She's close towards the boundary line. Brought her opponent to ground. The umpire said it was done so fairly. Getting back there for the Bombers is Stepnell. Stepnell under pressure. Had three boroughs coming at her. Managed to get a hurried little kick away. Trying to come out and meet the ball. Lasoski Hay. Lasoski Hay for the borough. Got brought to the ground. Has a dribble kick in towards the pocket. It's Hugo gets a uh, hurry kick away that got partially spoiled. Coming in there is Millie Sean for the borough. She was on the paint 50 metres out from goal. Tried to send of the football. Instead it was picked off way too easily for the Bombers and taking the mark is Tamsin D. Crook. And, uh, Essendon uh, head coach Brendan Major spoke highly of Tamsin Cook pre-game. Said that she's one to watch and she took a good mark in defence there. A kick to the outer side. It's Emma McKay who runs onto it. Trying to chase her down there for the borough was Adams. Couldn't quite get there. And now here's Clifford, who leads Owsley to the football. Couldn't pick up the ball initially, Clifford. And now she's got a couple to beat. Teammate ran on and was expecting Clifford to get it. And it was uh, Port Melbourne that ended up winning the football. Hack kick forward towards uh, wing and right half forward for the borough. Saxon Jones just let it get behind her. The Essendon player couldn't quite find a heel with the handball. Socket forward by Borough. And now the Bombers have come away with it again. Kick up towards the half forward line. Again, it's in the Mia Clifford, Mia Ray Clifford, I should say, direction. Getting there and tight Roping the boundary line was Abby Tanner. Handball to Owsley, who went straight into the McDonald tackle. And we'll have a ball up on the outer side. Just forward of the wing for the Bombers, who lead early in this one. 1-1-7. One, one, Port Melbourne won straight. Great work for there from uh, Mia Ray Clifford. It was another two-on-one in her in her favour there and just sort of just caused the stoppage because there was another uh, Essendon player trailing about five metres behind. And the ball will go over the boundary line and out of bounds. Seen over by Georgia Nanscorn, the captain of the Bombers. Former North Melbourne AFLW listed footballer. Will be throwing it in around about 70 metres out from the Bombers goal. Going to the right of screen for those watching on YouTube. Ball is thrown back into play. Nelda wins the tap down again. Trying to get onto it first was Nanscorn, but it was picked off by Mal Kais. Kais on the left boot, dribbles it in towards the centre of the ground. It worked out okay in the end. Putting it boot to ball there was Adams who kicked him towards the centre four position. Bramage went with a hot hand pass backwards. Too hot for Claire Dyde who had to go back and get it again. One step, put it on the left boot. Lovely nice. floating oh. kick. Oh, Cleo oh. Saxon-Jones had it momentarily. Couldn't hang on to the pill. Picked up off the ground though by Emily Harley. Alexa works sideways, diving for the mark. Will they pay it to McNamara? Oh. No, they won't. Gave up the little hand pass though to Claire Dyde oh. who bends it round the corner for the Borough. 
Port Melbourne have the lead. Two straight 12. Essendon 117 here at the hangar. It's hot footy early. We've only gone 14 minutes into this match. Here's Alex Doherty. That was a that was great vision there from Emily Harley. Set up that set up that uh that goal there and just a little bit unlucky there on that marker. Was, I know it's a, it's about 100 metres away from us from where we're standing, but it looked like the ball didn't hit the deck from here. And but they were um they were they were onto it really quickly there, Port Melbourne. So um well well done. Sarah McNamara, I think it was, who wasn't paid that mark. I'm with you, Alex. I think she had uh, every piece of that and had a face plant as well to go with it. But it was a uh, uh, diet for the Borough, who kicks her second goal of the season. It's an important goal. It gives the Borough the lead for the first time today as we're back into the middle. Nelda tried to take it out of the ruck. She's met heavily, dropped the football in the end and then become the tackle on Pip Petschke. You cannot backtrack out of the... Uh, little scrimmage there that has formed just on the outside uh, outskirts I should say off the centre circle as the umpire calls for the Ruck women to nominate and we're underway again Elder again just looking for a teammate but straight to Holly Bailey you gave it to Petschke you did really well to get a kick out of there here's Harley again who was playing really well early on around the half forward line handball couldn't quite find Petschke Petschke used the body on McIntosh then Scorn the skipper gets back to lend a hand for the Bombers and now a kick up towards half forward trying to barge her way through uh, I think that might have been Eugle uh, there for the Bombers back into the middle of the ground head over the football there is a Borough player who was jumped on by Mariana Anthony and we're going to have a ball up again right in the middle of the hangar ground. Here on WARFradio.com, also via the VFLW YouTube stream at the ground delay, 389.1 FM going forward as Georgia Nan scored. Almost cop high there by Phoebe Monaghan on the way through. Umpire set play on. A kick McCure shot was waiting for it out the back. Quickly put it onto the right boot and dribbled it forward. Fair bit of holding on going yep. there. The umpire said that's almost a wrestling manoeuvre and that will be a free kick to Kate Adams from the Adams family to let it and now kicks the ball quickly towards Monaghan, who takes the mark just forward of centre. Got the overlap on here. Monaghan looking for some options. Has Barton out wide if she wants to go to her. Elects to go down the corridor, though, with a long thumping kick. Oh, Harley! Emily Harley just stood there like a tower and says, I shall not be moved. In fact... I like that boat in the Suez Canal. You cannot get rid of me. And we'll be kicking for goal 45 metres out directly in front. They're, they're, they're dominating the last five minutes here, Port Melbourne. They're just getting a lot of... They're, they're winning the clearances. They're getting their inside 50 entries. And they're, they're making the most out of them. And Emily Harley's a pretty good kick here. So I'll, I'll back her in from here. Looking for a second today. Richmond AFLW listed footballer, Emily Harley. Oh, oh has it got the distance? It has! That was a mung. Three straight 18 for Port Melbourne. Essendon 117 here at the hangar. You're listening to WAFradio.com, the BFLW YouTube stream, and of course you're tweeting about us at the Bummer Blitz Forum. Hello, I just took a quick look. <laughs> that was an absolute pie floater there from M Harley. Just a, a bit, bit of a bit of a wacky ball drop on that one. Just sort of floated a little bit horizontally and a little bit diagonally. But hey, six points is six points, and right now Port Melbourne are having the game on their terms. They're winning the footy from the source, and they're making the most of their inside 50 entries. They're all over from the borough, and Essendon have a major, major problem in the forward line for Port Melbourne and her name is Emily Harley with two first quarter goals. Back into the middle it is. Uh, the Borough who have jumped out to an 11 point lead over the Dons. We're back into the middle. It was Nelda and Elizabeth who went at it uh, in the ruck. Bomber player in there was through the goal kicker who couldn't quite win the football. Now she's uh, been given a free kick I think. Now it's going to Ashley Cooper for holding the ball alongside the centre circles as the Bombers look to go forward again. The early part of this game lived in their forward 50 and uh, hasn't been back there for a while. Kick 
here short to find Federica Fru on the outside of the centre square. That kick wasn't 15, so her teammate will have to play on. Sends it up towards half forward. Interesting kick. There was no one there, really, uh, for the Bombers. Back there, though, for the Borough, that is Lisa Davey, who was trying her darndest to keep it in, and eventually it went out. And that was that last touch out of bounds and not last possession. So we'll get a throw in at left half forward for the Borough who trail, or who lead, I should say. Half forward for the Bombers who trail by 11 points. Well, Miro Clifford was uh, sort of running back towards the goal square and just sort of didn't know the kick was sort of heading towards that sort of direction. Wilson versus Frew in the ruck. One out by Frew on that occasion. Clifford tries to get on the football. Hurry little snap around the corner by the Bombers oh. going inside forward 50. Uh, Makua Choch and Barton almost collided and Barton managed to stick her ground and take the mark. So Barton for the Borough. Elects to play on. Works wide towards the Melrose Drive side of the ground. Looking for Cecilia McIntosh. Bounced off her hands. A kick McCure dr shot. Dropped the football cold. Umpire said play on. Going through there is Barton. Quickly put it on the right boot. Try to put it to the advantage of the running player and Cleo Saxon-Jones. Bombers do have numbers back there on the wing. But uh, cleaning up is Bramage on the way through. Oh. And Port Melbourne are just burrowing their way through. County gives off the hand pass to Bramage. Goes inside 50. Nobody home. Easy mark here for the Bombers and uh, Courtney Eagle is saying calm down. She's gone behind the play to help them calm things down. Uh, Courtney Eagle, former captain Ooh. of course. That kick just hung in the air for Morgan who had it punched away by uh, the Port Melbourne player. Petschke goes to get the football. Not sure how she got rid of it. Umpire said play on. It now lands at the feet of Stepnell. Gave the handball I think to Nicole Julian that was who kicks to the outer side where Barber is onto it. Now perhaps here a go for the Bombers. She's in some space Barber. Alana Barber down towards half forward. Here is Clifford who just let it run past her. Onto it now for the Borough. Handball to Owsley. Good mark there by Julian who marked in front of Chot. Now Julian will send the Bombers inside 50. Oh. Not a great kick, though. It'll be coming back straight back to Belinda Owsley for the Borough. Owsley gets on the right boot, works it wide and high with the kick. Excellent spoil coming in there is Crook, who managed to make a contest of it. Trying to go in there and lay the tackle was Barber for the Bombers, taken away by Barton for the Borough. Put on the right boot, long and down the line. Intercept marked by Cecilia McIntosh. Close towards the quarter time siren here. Can the Bombers get a mark inside 50 is the question. Oh. Going through the hands there of Alex quickly, who went for the fly. Owsley is absolutely mown down, and the umpire says holding the football. Free kick going the way of Essendon and ending up with it if I'm correct now is that quickly at a distance it's Grace Dicker I think and yeah. Dicker will go inside 50 is kick a bit sloppy but the umpire says so was that tackle too high free kick going the way of the Bombers important kick here for the Bombers they need to find an option yeah. I must have been foreseeing the future because he's quickly now she oh, thought about no. it. now 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 did oh the oh no the umpire said she attempted to play on yeah, so she, she, can, she can't go back and have a kick I've seen quickly before and she can kick from 50 so that is just frightfully unlucky that she attempted to play on with that split second well, it's a good call from the umpire she she did step off the mark that's uh that's fair game so at quarter time Essendon three straight 18 Sorry, pardon me. Port Melbourne, three straight, 18. Essendon, 117. Alex Doherty. Wow, that first five minutes, Essendon seemed in control. Then something woke the borough up. I think I think it was the... Um, I think Port realised that Essendon are here to play. They're, they're, they're a legitimate team here. They're, they're as legitimate as any. And Port, Port Melbourne have responded really, really well. Thought they got that, they got the upper hand on the clearances towards that second half of the first quarter. And um, I think they made the most out of their um, their scoring opportunities. I think two two of their two of their three goals came out of stoppage clearance work. 
And Brett, the funny thing is, coming into this game and giving our tips, we're worried about how the Port Melbourne forward line would function without Sophie Locke. Instead, it's the opposite equation. The Essendon forward line is not functioning. Yeah, well, they had all the run early in there in the forward 50, didn't they? But they just couldn't connect. Port Melbourne have done that up the other end. We talked about Sophie Locke not being here. But a young lady wearing number 41 has turned up today, Emma Harley, and said, um, hello, I'm still here. I can keep bags of goals. And she's got two in the first quarter to set up a nice little run here for the Borough. We'll take a break at quarter time. It is Port Melbourne 3 straight 18, Essendon 117 on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. If you've had something stolen... Or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable... Or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. 69. The number of cancer-causing chemicals in tobacco smoke. 16. The number of places in your body that smoking causes cancer, including the bladder, bowel, liver and pancreas. 1 in 5. The number of all cancers caused by smoking. 1. The number of clear ways you have to reduce your risk if you're a smoker. Call Quitline 137848 or go to quit.org.au. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. Indeed it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFradio.com. Also on the VFLW YouTube stream. And if you come to the ground, you bring your FM radio, you can hear us delay free on 89.1 FM. Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg and Alex Doherty with you. It is 3 straight 18 Port Melbourne. Essendon 117. A big shout out as well to another person from Bomber Blitz, uh, the DJR. Uh, he always comes to the Bombers games. In fact, he always reports online about it week after week, every Essendon VFL men's and women's game, including if there was the apocalypse. He would still actually be at the ground reporting on, on the state of affairs. Thank you to his uh, terrific support of the, of the State League competition. Alex Doherty. The Bombers, I'm not saying it's across the stretch by any means. It's only an 11-point bull game, and it's very even up and down the ground. We know they're not hitting targets. 
what if you're the coach out there, you're Brendan Major, what's the one thing you want to focus on fixing for this second term? Uh, you need to look at their forward line sort of setup because they kind of they kind of there's no not not much communication. I feel like because sort of a couple of times there in that first quarter, the ball's going inside 50. The forwards don't even know it's coming. They're sort of preparing for that next lead. So it's sort of just getting that communication right. I feel like they're doing a lot of things right, Essendon. They're winning footy at the source. They're getting enough inside 50 entries. It's just sort of just sort of a bit of a bit of communication and understanding in inside 50. And the DJR just actually said on Bomber Blitz, bring on the apocalypse. <laughs> That's what happens when the Gold Coast Sun wins a flag. <laughs> then, then, then we all have a right to be scared. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm worried. I'm worried at that point. Uh, no, that, that's commitment from the, uh, the, great, the great fella. Absolutely. As uh, Port Melbourne have just broken from their huddle late, that means we're not too far away from a bounce down here. For those actually watching on YouTube, uh, if you type in VFLW North Melbourne Weemstown, uh, you can watch the North Melbourne Weemstown game from 12 o'clock on a separate stream. Of course, no doubt, we'll be sticking here at the hangar all the way through to the final siren for this uh, great top four clash between the Bombers and the Borough. To get us underway for the second term from Casey Radio, he's Brent Sternberg. The Borough by 11 points as we're set to go in the second quarter. Remember, if they win today, the Borough, they go back to the top and they put their foot down in that first quarter. That was Nelder again. He went high in the ruck and won it out. Nicole Julian stood up in the tackle. It's Bramage in there again doing the dirty work for the Borough. I reckon she had four or five tackles in that first quarter, Courtney Bramage. And here he is again picking up where she left off in that first quarter. Nelda and uh, Elizabeth Wilson go at it again. Comes out towards half all for the Bombers. It was an end scorn. It was dragged down by Bramage and now perhaps a quick rebound uh, play here for the Borough. The handball from Petschke to a teammate and now here comes Chop through the middle. Kick into an open forward 50. It's Saxon Jones out to meet it. Didn't quite sit for her. Ashley Cooper now bundled out of it by Saxon Jones. It's come back to uh, Bailey Holly who couldn't quite find a teammate with that handball. Listen and get back in numbers and now they'll get out through the former skipper in Courtney Eugle. Here goes it across to Nanskorn, the current skipper who pumped it in long, trying to run all the football. There is Felicity Theodore. She goes to ground. Everyone wants to jump on it. Umpire yeah. says it's in the back. Free kick going the way of Port Melbourne. And taking it away is Hannah McLaren. McLaren decides to go with a dangerous switch. Oh. Trying to stick it in the hands there. Millie Sean just taken straight out of it. Hand pass going sideways, managing to find uh, Emma McKay. McKay pops it high, high, high. Inside 50 for the Bombers. It came off hands. One-handed running around with a snap for it. She's done it again! Through for the Bombers has a goal in each quarter and that tones it up to make a five-point ball game. Essendon 2-1-13, Port Melbourne 3 straight 18, WARFradio.com. Here's the man from the A3 podcast, Alex Doherty. Well, that goal came out of the back of the turnover at, at halfback. It's always a very risky proposition when you try to go inboard. The, the, the mark was almost 95% complete. So if they, if they take the mark, they're off. Unfortunately, it, it sort of just didn't, and full credit to the Essendon the, the Essendon forwards because they, they, they're switched on as well I love I love how they're attacking the corridor a lot this is going to be a really exciting game so that was Federica through with her second goal she had a couple of goals as well against the Hawks in round three and an important goal as well that for the Bombers as the ball is back into the middle that was Petschke who couldn't find a teammate by hand and then we're going to have a holding the ball decision as a player jumped on that and that's going to Petschke who wrapped up Courtney Eugle and 
quarter, Stone Cold holding the ball and lucky not to be 50 as well as an Essendon play ran round the back. The umpire said no, she had an opponent there. Up towards uh, half forward go the Borough, no mark taken. Nan Scorn's been busy early in this one. She gave a handball to Heel, who sent a high one, skied one up towards the middle of the ground and there is a good mark taken by the Borough and that is Belinda Owsley marking just back at her centre and she'll set it out here towards the broadcast side of the ground. Owsley tries to put on the wing position. It's in dispute, trying to weave around there as McDonald gave up the hand pass. Hurried little kick away by Dicker. Gets picked off for the back is. line. McLaren now with the football on the half. Back flank. Broadcast side. Players screaming for her to kick up the line. She goes in the Wilson direction. Got spoiled from oh. behind. Pesky says, get out of my road. <laughs> Gets a hand pass across to Sean. Going with her is Nicole Julian. Phoebe Monaghan sees it spell out the back. Try to put on her boot and almost kicking into the Bombers tent. Out of bounds on the full. Courtney Ugle will take the free kick. Originally out of Swan Districts in the old WAWFL. Courtney Ugle. Looking around for some options. Was looking to go down the line. Says, I'm just going to pump it long and hope for the best. Went over the head there of Wilson. Trying to fight her way through there is Stepnell, who couldn't quite pick up the football. Still in dispute. Centre wing. Here comes Bramage, who has to work around defensively. Gets on the right boot. Goes up the line. McIntosh tries oh. to go for a fly. Brings it to ground after she couldn't stick the mark. Goes for the hand pass. Does the shepherding work. Gets it across to Dicker. Dicker got pulled down. Got a hand oh. pass to Nanskort, who got run over. She's roadkill. The umpire says, play on. Bramage gets escorted over the boundary line and out of bounds and we will call for a ball in. Well, that, that gives uh, Port Melbourne some time to set up now because I think that they're under pressure a lot from the um, the Essendon from the Essendon team. A lot of good tackles. That was a good bump on Monaghan before to send it out in the full as well. So, love, love the pressure, love the intensity early from the Dons. It's been Courtney Bramage and Pep Pitchigi who has been doing all the dirty work in the uh, in the engine room for the borough as Wilson for Port Melbourne flipped a little handball out. McDonald fed it on through to Courtney Eugle who took forever to pick it up oh. and then it was uh, Millie Sean who came in and almost took the former captain's head completely off. And now she'll get up to take her kick, Courtney Eugle. And, uh, She's going the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, we're kicking the other way, aren't we? <laughs> Just getting a bit confused there, the former skipper. Great story, Courtney Eugle. A story of uh, personal triumph. I'd uh, encourage everybody to get online and have a look and uh, read her story as we have another ball up on the uh, between wing and half forward for the Bombers, who lead this one by five points. Yeah, they ruled that as no 15 when uh, Nansko took the mark and got put on the ground. Eugle gets dumped and the umpire blows the whistle, says no prior opportunity. Five-point lead at the moment to Port Melbourne over Essendon on WAR. RFRadio.com, the home of women's football. Just a reminder, no matches next week. The bye weekend across the competition for the Easter break. Hurried hand pass out there. Originally by Stepler, got it across to Nanscorn, who pumped it long. Wants to go towards Truce in a half forward. Coming in to lay the tackle there is Diet for Port Melbourne. Umpire comes in and says it's all locked up. So we'll restart play again at centre half forward for the Dons. Attacking left the screen for those watching on YouTube. Ball up in the air. Tanner wins the tap down. Nanscorn came through momentarily. Pipeski goes with her. Nanskoy gives the hand pass away to Eugle who gets it across to Stepnell. Stepnell draws the player. Then tried to put it a hand pass into space. Picked up by Pesky. Nearly copped it high. Gave away the hand pass to a dancing player there in uh, the 22 and Rachel Quirk. Goes up towards the centre wing position. Harley's got to fight hard for the ball with Ashley Cooper. Harley's still going. Going with her is Anthony. Ooh. They go to ground. There's Bramage who comes out of it. Puts it on the right boot. Tries to kick around the corner. Essendon player got nudged underneath the football there by Holly Bailey and the umpire says it's over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll call for a throw in. Love Georgia Nanskun's game so far. She's just seems to be in the middle of everything and anything. 
But like Kate Ashmore, she's a clear violator of the sun's out, guns out policy, wearing the long sleevers. Yeah, what's she doing? Georgia in the sleeves. Come on. <laughs> ball in, centre wing. Went over the head of the ruckman. That was a good throw in, just quietly. Stepnell couldn't take the ball in. Goes the long sleeve. McCorn, uh, Nance Gorn again, I should say. Hurried kick forward by the Borough. McIntosh is back here for the Bombers. Worried out of it, though. Uh, that was uh, Morgan with her head over the football. Flicked the handball out here to Heal, who was dumped after she got rid of it. In fact, it was McKay. And that'll be a free kick down the field for the Bombers. Only a, a reward of about 15 metres there. But it is Stepnell who sends one up towards centre wing. Good use of the body yes, and sorry. good mark again. Hannah McLaren. That'll be about half a dozen intercept marks for today, Hannah McLaren. She's killing them back there. Kegs in towards the middle of the ground, trying to pick it up. Lasoski Hay, the Borough move it towards centre half forward. Cleo Saxon Jones chasing oh. after the football. The ball bounced awkwardly away from her. Dutchy Kais goes in there, gets absolutely dumped by Dicker. Umpire says it's fair, you can play on. There's Cecilia McIntosh, goes for the hand pass. Under pressure is Morecambe, got a kick around the corner. Foot race is going to be on here. Nicole Julian and Dutchy Kais going in there is Julian. Bump Kais off the football. Julian goes with a well weighted kick, looking for Heil. Pardon me, it wasn't Heil back there. The might have been Stepnell who did the don't argue. Goes up the line only for it to be picked off. And once again, it's oh. Hannah McLaren who goes for the switch and towards the middle of the ground. Cleo Saxon-Jones has to pick it up off the deck. Wheels around, then gets on the right boot. Going in towards the Harley direction. Take. One bounce off the ground. Oh. Got claimed immediately. Got a little hand pass out the back, if you don't mind. Using the likes there of Quirk. She's in trouble. Has to get it to Kennedy. Kennedy got mown down. Coming through there is Barber and manages to get it away to Morecambe. Half chance there for the Borough, but the Bombers stood up in defence, clearing kick to the outer side. It might be coming back. That was Wilson who gave it to Kai's Little fumble now looking for Monaghan who stuck her head over the football and wore one high. And the umpire said no free kick. Good kick down the line there for the Bombers. That was uh, Theodore to Frew. Frew gets back off the mark. She's got some runners going inside 50. She's happy to just take a little bit of a breather. Frew. And now she's going to go short. Oh, she missed the kick of Quigley. And now the two number sixes are going to chase this one. But the boundary line is going to win out, I think. And it'll be Belinda Owsley to take the free kick at left half back for the Borough and she's called to play on and she moves it on quickly as well and she's turned it over quickly. Nicole Julian called to play on. She had to get the handball away. Natalie McDonald has a couple to beat here. She did well to flip it up there to Barbara, I think it was, who sends one inside 50. It landed awkwardly there for Diet. Diet then taken in a heavy tackle by Jess Davies and it's all locked up inside forward 50 for the Bombers. We'll restart the play at centre-half forward. Five-point lead. Three straight, 18 Port Melbourne. Essendon 2-1-13. Top four clash. Ball on the ground. Coming through there is Nance Gorn. Gets a hurried little hand pass over the top. Under pressure was quickly. Had to get rid of it quickly. Umpire whistles too high. Free kick going the way of the Borough. And ending up with the ball is Rachel Quirk. Quirk gets going out towards the wing position. Opportunity there for Kai's to run onto it. Take one bounce. Kai's still going. Oh, kicked it into the player that was trying to block her and Morecambe. Had support by Pip Keski. Peski goes in there to pick it up. She's immediately caught there by Nelda. Holding up the football. We're still between centre wing and the half forward flank here for Port Melbourne. Melrose drives side of the ground. Fighting for the ball on the ground like it's a rugby mall at the moment. Getting a little hand pass going backwards is Morecambe. They're under pressure here, the Bombers. Back to Cecilia McIntosh on the halfback flank. Yeah, nice. McIntosh decides to go for the switch. Saw the player in space and Mariana Anthony who takes the mark. Brilliant composure and brilliant vision by the veteran McIntosh. Found Anthony. Now a kick up towards half forward. Eugle and Sean. Sean got there ahead of the uh, oh. former skipper there. Eugle and then got caught holding the ball or illegal disposal. Either just, of the two. Just ran, just ran out of room there the Port Melbourne player. That's uh, 
Barber who sends one to Eugle who looks to be playing forward of the ball today Courtney Eugle along the half forward line kick inside 50 put it on the head of a teammate it was McDonald over her head and here's uh, Hannah McLaren again handball to Monaghan Monaghan looks like she wants to use the corridor she's kicked for space more than anything the Bombers have numbers back getting back here that was I think that might have been uh, McDonald again for the Bombers handball to a teammate now towards center wing it's over the head of Anthony Anthony and Sean are going to go at it again Anthony got her own back she shoved Sean but straight to the football Anthony a little paddle there McDonald for the Bombers again in uh, tough and in close quarters McLaren tried to get it back from where it came that was uh, Owsley who just got a little knuckle on that one Julian on hands and knees back to Anthony works a kick forward for the Bombers and now they can go up towards the wing handball there looking for uh, McDonald it was knocked away by Monaghan and now it might find its way eventually to McDonald and Monaghan gets there ahead of her McDonald becomes the tackler how the umpire see this ball up he says just on the uh, broadcast wing they've got they've got a two on one about uh, 30 metres behind the ball here Port Melbourne and it's Hannah McLaren who's sort of the uh, the extra the extra. so I've seen Felicity Theodore match up on her at various stages got to make her accountable because she's absolutely murdering the Essendon, the Essendon forwards here umpire says two high free kick here on centre wing broadcast side going the way of Courtney Bramage five point lead at the moment to Port Melbourne over Essendon VFLW match of the day on wharfradio.com long kick through the hands there of Cecilia McIntosh Morecambe wanted to get there Pipeski picked it up first Morecambe brings it to ground no prior opportunity so we'll take this opportunity to reset play if you just joined us goal kicker so far two for Emily Harley and one to Claire Dyke for Port Melbourne for the Bombers two to Frederica Frew umpire throws the ball up in the air trying to tap it forward there is Simone Nelda umpire says dumping tackle and a free kick on the way of Georgia Nanscorn umpire said play on not quite sure why but the hand pass over the top was awkward when trying to find Courtney Eugle now it means it's Bramage will take the advantage almost got pulled down by Nanscorn but managed to get her dribble and kick away towards the half forward play position Cleo Saxon oh. look out oh that is stiff you just got mown down by the Canadian and Kendra Heil who says you are my victim and now goes backwards to Cecilia McIntosh. McIntosh across the face of goal goes for a run. Dangerous kick because it floated high but it was read well in the end. Parking herself underneath it is Aloise Gardner. So here she is in the uh, right back pocket. McIntosh has been tremendous on the last line of defence for the Bombers in the first half here today. To the outer side here where it's the two number sevens who go at it. The Bombers there that was Jessica Davies who was trying to get there and stop it from going out of bounds last touch rule that might be our first of the day I reckon I haven't seen too many of the lasso rules Port Melbourne to bring it in a short kick comes from Owsley to find Petschke who will look inside 50 and see a relatively open 450 for the Borough she goes short instead to find Holly Bailey Port Melbourne leading this one three straight 18 to the Bombers 2-1-13 just the one goal in this second quarter to Federica Frew for the Bombers that was her second handball off here from Bailey and now a kick inside 50 it's not a great one for the Borough tapped away cleverly by the Port Melbourne forward but straight to Gardner who just sweeps her boot at that one back to the outer side it's over the head of Bailey who has support here in Owsley who applied a good shepherd for Holly Bailey to collect and then send one up towards half forward but that's going to bounce out of play and very quickly we'll get another lasso rule and it'll be Cecilia McIntosh to bring it back in at right half back for the Bombers McIntosh with the football Alexa goes short on the left boot to her captain and Georgia Nanscorn nicknamed Pip Nanscorn with the footy 
looking around for some options. Was looking to go backwards. Now we'll have to go forwards after the umpire gave her the hurry up. Here's the long, high floating kick over the head there. McCua shot. Seen over and out by Wilson. And we'll call for a ball in. No lasso rule. Here is Alex Doherty from the Mungrel Punt footy website. The last seven minutes seems to be played between the arcs a fair bit. But uh, uh, if Port Melbourne can get these repeat inside 50 entries, then they can get a, another firm grip on the um, in, on the contest. Because at the moment, you'd say the points in this quarter go to the Bombers. But they sort of need to just take a bit of time with their composure going forward, Port. Here they come with a quick clearance, Port Melbourne. And in front, Saxon Jones takes a tremendous mark just inside 50. And she can go back if she likes. This is probably right on her range, Cleo Saxon Jones. And kick the fourth goal of the afternoon for Port Melbourne. She's uh, wasting no time here, Saxon Jones. She sends a bomb to full forward. McNamara is there. Might shepherd oh. it all through. It just got the wrong bounce there. Wrong side of the post. So it's the first minor score of the day for Port Melbourne. 3-1-19. They now lead the Bombers by a kick who are 2-1-13. And... Uh, Looking like she's going to bring it in here for the Bombers. It is Aloise Gardner. Here on WARFradio.com, the VFLW YouTube stream. And if you're at the ground, delay free on 89.1 FM. Mark taken here by Cecilia McIntosh in front of Kate Adams. McIntosh on the right again, looking for her captain. And Georgia Nanscorn cut up by Pip Pesky. Going to ground there is Courtney Eugle. Fighting hard with her is Holly Bailey. Umpire is circling. Says no prior opportunity. I will call for a ball up. That is 40 metres out from the Borough goal. Attacking the right of screen for those watching on YouTube. Umpire sees who the nominating rucks are and throws it high in the air. Cleo Saxon-Jones doing the ruck work there for the Borough. Adams went in there, so did Nance Gaunt. Fighting in hard is Bromage. And once again, we'll call for a ball up. Remember, you can tweet us at any time during the call. Our Twitter account is WARF Radio. That's WARF Radio on Twitter. Dangerous times here for the Bombers late in the first half. Down by a goal and Port Melbourne have it inside forward 50. And it's a free kick. Well, they're going to get out of jail free here. The Bombers is a free kick pulled out here for... Cecilia McIntosh as the sun pokes its head throughout here in uh, Tullamarine and it's McIntosh who has had a stack, stack I should say, of the football in the back line. She's called to play on. Pip Petchy's coming at her. She's going to have to retreat McIntosh. It's gone over the head of Aloise Gardner and that's going to run away out of bounds in the forward pocket for Port Melbourne. That was they'll take that, the borough. That was a great, that's great pressure from Pip Petchy. Just kept, just kept her on her toes, sort of second-guessed that kick a little bit, Cecilia McIntosh. Putting a hand up for ruck nomination, Cleo Saxon-Jones for the Borough. And coming in late there for the Bombers, Laurie Stepnell. Thrown back into place, spinning back in. Give that one to Stepnell, went to the ground. Holly Bailey tried to work the way through. Also trying to come in and lay the tackle for Derika Fru, who's dropped back there for the Bombers. Umpire blows the whistle. In fact, there is not one player in the Essendon forward half as we speak. The umpire will take the football back and reset play. 25 metres out from the Port Melbourne goal. One out by Cleo Saxon-Jones. Bramage put it on the right boot. It's floating high in the goal square. Good solid mark back there for the Bombers. And taking it back there is Gardner. Aloise Gardner will go for a run on the right boot. Go broadcast side, half-back flank. Oh, oh gutsy mark by Dicker. And she's found some space. Dicker takes one bounce. Oh. oh, left the football behind her. Absolutely cruel, rotten bounce. Kicked off the carpet by Claire Diet. Picked up by Georgia Nanscott, a true centre half-back. Her hand pass into heavy traffic. Here comes Phoebe Monaghan. Everyone jumps on her like it's a giant game of twister. Right-hand yellow. And will call for a ball up. Oh. Oh, that was absolutely rotten luck yeah. from Grace Dicker. Just, I reckon if that bounce had bounced up in her favour, they were out, the Bombers. I think they could have they could have really got themselves a, a, a goal that just burst this game wide open. Ball comes out here to Sean, who ducked out of a tackle and then got dragged off the kick. 
Here is Anthony for the Bombers, who sends one forward straight to a teammate as well, who then flipped it up to McDonald, who's caught by Chott, should be holding the ball, and it is Port Melbourne free kick right on centre wing, Akesh McCourt Chott. She's going to run down many players. She'd have to be almost the quickest player out there today, Chott. She's uh, just assessing her options down the field and now she'll send one up towards half forward. Morgan with her name all over. Well, just come off the hand and out the back to McNamara to full forward. Saxon Jones in front. Great hands above her head. And Cleo Saxon Jones, it's been an almost first half for her. She can go back and kick a late goal for the Borough. That was that was great stuff there from Bridie Kennedy. Just got a knuckle on that on that footy because that was as good as the Ess- that was that was as good as Essendon's that kick, but um, that set up a really good scoring opportunity for Cleo Saxon Jones. I'll back her in here. This is just what they didn't want the Bombers to concede another late goal. They're down by six points. She's got two goals from uh, a couple of games. Cleo Saxon Jones, slight angle, only 20 out, no worries at all. A first goal of the afternoon for Cleo Saxon Jones, and it's a four-goal first half now for the Borough. They need now lead by two goals. It's 4-1-25, the Borough over the Bombers, 2-1-13. And those late goals in quarters kill you, Alex Doherty. Oh, absolutely. And I think that'll be a, a coach killer there for uh, Brendan Major. Just sort of, it's sort of just st- stemmed from that bounce from Grace Dicker, and it's sort of, that, that, that's the kind of that's the kind of luck you don't need for your club, and and in the end, again, that was a, a brilliant passage of play there from Port. They capitalised on that opportunity, and now they're now they're going to head into um, half time two goals clear. The Bombers have got to be frustrated. Their work rate has been good, but uh, absolutely zero reward for effort besides just this one goal this quarter. Spot you on, f- Peter. They feel like it should be even, Stevens, but it's the Borough that hold the two-goal advantage. Ooh. Umpire says holding contest in the middle of the ground, and that means it's going the way of Courtney Bramage. Bramage has the football in the two centre circles, pumps it long on the right boot, awkward bounce going into the half-forward play position, Kennedy gets on the left boot, Cleo Saxon-Jones parts herself underneath it, here comes Emily Harley fighting for the football, went back, had to go get it again, got brought to ground, soccer skills off oh! the ground! Ole, ole, ole! What goal for the Borough! I think that's Kate Adams! Just came through, didn't pick it up, was kind of going to ground and says, I'll just stick the leg out. Couple of little bounces and threw it. Went, who needs hands? What a, what a forward 50 entry there from uh, Mel Kaiser, I think it was, that, that delivered the ball inside 50. It was nice and direct. Sort of got the Essendon players on the back foot a little bit and the body work from Emily Harley just to keep the ball alive as well. That, that, that's brilliant. And now now it's a huge problem. It's a major problem for Brendan Major. Well, 5-1-31 for Port Melbourne. Fun the fun. Essendon. Ah, good. I like it, Alex. 2-1-13. <laughs> I I, that was a drive-by. I just tried to keep going. <laughs> no acknowledgement. Hang on. <laughs> There it is. Thank you very much. As you said, that three-goal lead to the borough and uh, for Brent. I'm not going to call it a backbreaker, but, my God, that has got to hurt the morale of the Bombers. Look, you're right. They've tried so hard, the Bombers, and just a couple of late goals there for the borough has now given them what's that, a three-goal lead. They haven't been three goals better than the Bombers, Port Melbourne. They have not been three goals better, but uh, efficiency inside 50 and red time goals, a couple of late goals there to uh, Saxon Jones, and we believe Kate Adams with that great little opportunistic goal sees them go into the main break, three goals clear. And, and Alex, as well, for the Port Melbourne borough, it's a three-goal advantage at the moment. Let's say it goes the opposite way, that Essen can't bring it back and Port Melbourne blow it out. My goodness, this could be a heck of a statement win heading into the Easter break if they're able to put away a big margin on a top four side. Absolutely spot on, Peter. And I think we said a few weeks ago that I think the way Port Melbourne sort of moved that footy in the wet against Williamstown, that was sort of a bit of a statement itself. But the way they're, the way they're moving the footy, the way they're 
capitalising on scoring opportunities from the source as well. They're looking really, really neat here. And we discussed at the start of the broadcast how they're going to get the goals without Sophie Locke. I think they've answered it at the moment. You know, you have a variety of options there. I think Emily Harley's played one of her best games, I think. Just sort of used that body really well. And when she's not kicking goals, she's setting them up as well. Her vision is just so good. And I think... You, you look at you, if you're Richmond, you, if you're Richmond Brett, you look at that and you think that's a player that we that we would like to have on our team for 2022. Well, she's providing a contest, isn't she? I mean, every time it's gone to her, she's either taken the mark and kicked the goal herself, or you know played a big role in creating an opportunity. And you know sometimes uh, you know we play a game where goals are premium, so if you have a player in the forward 50 who can create like that and, and, and kick them, you got to get them in the team. And she's uh, you know two goal two goal first half for Emily Harley and a great first half for uh, for the Borough. The one thing that's going to be hurting us the moment as much as we, we've said in the middle of the ground they're contesting well they're fighting well their work rate is good the problem is I, I look at the moment with the Port Melbourne list and you can barely say there's a passenger on their list at the moment it's like no one is besides Harley no one else is really super standing out everyone's just doing their little bit and it's just making it's almost like whack-a-mole for Essendon it's like well who do we stop yeah, absolutely, and it's sort of it, it's they still have that variety, and I think they've showed it today. You know, Saxon Jones's his lead up work's been pretty good. I've, I've found um, Bridie Kennedy's uh, efforts in the air. I think I've I've liked a lot, and um, I think it was McNamara as well who I think has been. Uh, quite, quite, quite lively. hasn't hasn't hit the scoreboard yet, but I think she, if Port Melbourne get enough of their chances inside 50, I think she'll she'll be featuring in this second half a bit prominently. There's a few bombers that could probably lift in the second half. I mean, we haven't seen too much of uh, Mia Ray Clifford, uh, Alexandra Quigley. I mean, it hasn't gone down there a whole lot, but she's uh, gone missing a little bit. We know the bombers can kick goals. They kicked 10 last week, so they can score the bombers. It's a big second half if they want to uh, get this win here and entrench themselves in the top four. They've got some work to do. I feel like I feel like another one that needs. Uh, needs a lift at the moment is Natalie McDonald. I don't think we've called her name too much uh, this this morning. It's just sort of, and uh, I don't know. Uh, we, we've seen that she can play. She's a really, really talented player, and a player that can that a sort of uh, I guess sort of builds on com- uh, momentum and confidence. And I think another one they've they've got to try and look at a matchup for for Hannah McLaren. I've seen Felicity Theodore get the matchup. She's not working for them as much. I think they're sort of different players. I think Theodore's a lot better as a, as a crumbing small forward as opposed to a, a lead-up option. They need they need somebody like Amir Ray Clifford to try and lead and make her accountable for the leads that she does because at the moment, Hannah McLaren's just sort of picking them off uh, left, right and Well, centre. there's been so many forays forward for the Bombers that have ended because of Hannah McLaren. They need to do something about it. Essendon coaching philosophy going into the start of this third quarter. Is it a case of keep how we're going and let's just hope it turns our way and we get one early? Or do you go, okay, we need to turn the game into a grind for a while and see if we just chip back slowly at this lead and, and more than anything, prevent Port from getting on the scoreboard? I think that the biggest thing will be he'll be getting to his midfielders, I think, and he'll be saying we need to get our hands on the ball. I mean, Courtney Bramage and Pip Petschke have dominated in tight, so he needs to get to his midfielders, you know, Barber and Ashley Cooper and the like, and say, hey, get your hands on the ball and send it forward. We've got goal kickers down there. Don't kick it to Hannah McLaren. Kick it over her head. Kick it to the girls in red and black. We can kick goals. We know that we've got to get our hand on the pill at the coalface. Yeah, they've got it, and the forwards sort of got it. Well, they're leading. They're leading for the footy. The midfielders have just got to honour the leads a little bit more because they're, they're so, few of the kicks in that second quarter were just haphazard hack kicks out of the, out of a stoppage, and and it feels like they're getting enough of the ball. 
and they're winning enough from the source, but they're not doing a lot productive with it. it, it I feel like they, they've just got to sort of tweak around a couple of, a couple of things around, around the stoppages, and if they can do that, I think it, it, it'll still be game on. I mean, three goals is not is not a is not a lo- is not yeah. ungettable by any stretch. And even in VFLW footy, where sort of you know goals are a little few and far Could between, be a premium, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but I, th- I think if you're Brendan Major, you got to you you've got to tell the girls that you're still in this, and I think they got to they got to sort of just keep at it. Just keep out of the work with the clearances. Just take a little bit more time with the composure. Obviously, poor to bring in the um, the pressure, but they've just sort of got to got to look for outlet passes because I think they sort of did that really well in the first quarter. It's just sort of look for the outlet passes, get on the run, and sort of go from there on the on the leads up forward. Goal kickers at half time for Port Melbourne two to Harley singles to Adams Dyer and Cleo Saxon Jones for the Bombers. It's two to Frederica Fru. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at half time. It's Port Melbourne five one thirty one leading Essendon. 2713. We'll be back after this. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20. Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cos footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football 
hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids alive, do the five. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leagetees.com.au Leagetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leagetees.com.au Could you recognise if one of your friends or family was having a stroke? Think fast. F. Face. Check their face. Has their mouth drooped? A. Arms. Can they lift both arms? S. Speech. Is their speech slurred or confused? T. Time. Don't wait. Call Triple O now. Think fast. Act fast. A message from the National Stroke Foundation. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. 
For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1800RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. WARFradio.com. That's our website address, WARFradio.com. On the VFLW YouTube stream, double back, double back, double back, in stereo by the sound of it. And also at the ground on the delay-free frequency of 89.1 FM. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg and Alex Stockerty with you at the NEC Hangar in Tullamarine at halftime. It is Port Melbourne 5-1-31 leading... Essendon 2-1-13, a very happy so far. Lachlan Harris has just passed us as well. He's Port Melbourne side dominating in the midfield, making the most of their advantages up forward. Both sides come out of the huddle and dare I say, and probably not a good thing, as the Essendon side came out to the ground, the Essendon supporters, Alex, were very noisy at the start of the game and they've known to always be noisy, the Bomber supporters. Very quiet as the team came out for the second half. Yeah, it's sort of um, a bit, bit edgy at the moment, I think, the Essendon supporters. Probably the best way I'd describe it is just... Uh it's a big quarter coming up. There's no doubt about it. They're three goals down. It'll be interesting to see what Brendan Major has done to this lineup. I mean, we've got a good view of the um, of the uh, the Essendon forward line here. So it's their biggest issue at the moment. It's just the um, the breakdown when it, when the ball goes forward of centre. We, we talk about Hannah McLaren having a massive role here. It seems like they're gonna persist with Theodore as the matchup, which is a bit, which is, which I'm, if, honestly, if I'm an Essendon supporter, I'm a little bit concerned, but if you, but it's, it's good, it's good to see them have the, uh, good to see them have the confidence in her. A big second half coming up here for the Bombers in the context of their season. Eight goals down at half time. Can they get back into the game in front of their home fans? That's Port Melbourne who are going to win the first clearance. Ramage looking for Lasoski. Hey, couldn't get it and it's the Bombers in fact through Nelda who go inside forward 51st. Or oh, Owsley let it get out the back. Here's a start for Alana Barber. Bouncing it through. Bouncing it through indeed. That's the start they wanted the Bombers. A goal to Alana Barber and just like that gentlemen it's back to a two goal ball game. Brilliant work there from the uh, the Essendon midfielders it looked like it was going to be a port clearance as you called it Brent but it's the um the great the great turnover the great stoppage clearance and just that's that's what you need you just need to be um quick and direct and Alana Barber what a finish well, the Bombers have just said to Port Melbourne, we're not going anywhere. Well, they were out there early, weren't they, the Bombers? They yeah. got out there before the borough, and you can see why. They're keen to get things running, off and, off and running. I and maybe just quietly hint to their supporters, time to start making some noise. Here we come. So what a way to start this third term. Alana Barber on the scoreboard. It is Essendon 3-1-19, Port Melbourne 5-1-31. Umpire throws the ball high in the air. Away we go again. Now to almost put it down the throat of Pip Pesky, who almost did a one-handed throw if you don't mind Lososki Hay whose kick is going to be picked off by Cecilia McIntosh a diving Cecilia McIntosh at the halfback flank goes for a run got wiped out by Emily Harley that's a downfield yes. free kick every day of the week very silly there from Emily Harley didn't need to do that just sort of just had to just had to apply the pressure that was it 
Harley well and truly late with that. Hand pass by Nelda. Saw a running player coming through on the right boot. Long and high inside. 50. Oh, a kick. McCure shot. Just put her hands up and says, I'm reading that and that ball is mine. And kicks it in towards the middle of the ground. Through the hands there of Kendra Hall. Tried to intercept it. Hall accidentally overran the football. Port Melbourne ball. Lasoski Hay received it. Oh. Got mown down by Nicole Julian. Player calls the umpire. Frederica through. Was almost in the dwarf throwing contest. Throwing her opponent down the ground. A kick McCure shot now has it for the borough. There's a little bit of a scrag off the ball as well. Fight between Bailey and uh, Frederica Fru as Port Melbourne moving towards their forward line. Hurry kick there off the boot by McNamara going inside 50. Who's going to be first to run on the football? Cleo Saxon-Jones is chasing after it for the borough. Good getting tackle. back there for Essendon getting pulled down to ground was the 31 and Eloise Gardner close towards the boundary line. Pack's going to quickly form. In goes Adams also jumping in there as well is Millie Sean and the umpire says I'll take the ball back and have a ball up. It was well played by Alexandra Morecambe there who found herself one out deep in defence with I think it was uh, Saxon Jones. The Borough going towards their forward 50. Can they get an answer in goal? It's Nan Scorn who gave it to McIntosh who gave it to the Ruckelman Nelder who sent it on the boot. It might be coming back though. Monaghan has head over the football for the tie Quick, quick, back inside 50. Just bounced away from a couple of targets and then out of play. But it is inside the forward 50. So we'll have a boundary throw in in the right forward pocket. The Bombers have clawed their way back to within 12 points. But Port Melbourne are knocking on the door again. Here's Alex Dockerty from the A3 podcast. Yeah, well, after that after that opening goal, it seems like Essendon... Uh, well, it seems like Essendon have, have turned up, obviously. But I think Port have just got to... Just sort of ride the, ride this momentum for the next five minutes. And one out by Nelda in that contest. Phoebe Monaghan tries to pick it up off her forward 50. Had to go backwards to forwards. Here's the kick inside 50 through the hands there of Harley who couldn't hang on to the football. Trying to fight the way through there. Hurry kick around the corner for the Bombers. It's high. It's high for Frederica Frew. Parked us up underneath it. Put it down the throat there of Georgia Nanscorn. Nanscorn under pressure. Got the hurry kick. Adam McLaren misjudged it but managed to go with a hand pass backwards to a kick. McCoy shot in the centre of the ground. Now putting on the right boot is Millie Sean going inside 50. Got away there from Pip Peschke. In goes Courtney Bramage fighting in hard with her is uh, Georgia Nanscorn. Oh. Got out towards the half-back flank. Unfortunate bounce there for Dickard. Second time today for her. Here's the hurry kick off the side of the boot though for the Bombers out towards the centre wing position. Port Melbourne do have numbers out here. It's McLaren again. No one will go near her. Is it like she hasn't showered for three months or something? <laughs> now going across to Millie Sean. Sean had to pick it up off the ground. Gets it on the right boot. Tries to swing it inside mark. 50. Easy mark back there for the Bombers. Putting the hand up and hailing a cab as she took the mark is Alexandra Morecambe. Right half back for the Bombers, just holding the fort at the moment. That's a bit of a wobbler up towards centre wing, and Diet will be happy to see that one run out of play in Port Melbourne. We'll take over with the lasso rule. It's Abby Tanner just inside the boundary. Is pretty keen to move things quickly because she's got Emily Harley oh. on the commanding lead. Wore the bump in the uh, pack there, Emily Harley. Now Petchke is held up between wing and half forward for the Borough, and we'll get a ball out about 70 out from Port Melbourne's goal. They still lead by two straight kicks. It's what you want from your key forwards, Emily Harley, just crashing the packs. That's what, what I like the most about her. Ball up, both rucks missed it. Tanner wants to go in again for another crack at it. Came out with Nanscon, got pulled down the ground. Umpire said, got the disposal out. Coming in there to lay a, a tackle as diet. And the umpire says, I'll have the football back and restart play. We're between centre wing and the half forward flank here for Port Melbourne. The Borough currently lead by two goals. Early stages, third term of the BFLW match of the day. Diet was there, did the shepherding work for her teammate with a hurry kick across the 
from Leah Soski Hay in towards the centre of the ground. Mia Ray Clifford is doing some bumping in there. Bailey finds herself in all kinds oh. of trouble. Umpire says throwing the football. Free kick going away of the Bombers. If she doesn't give it back quickly, she gets pinned for 50. Gets it back to Mia Ray Clifford. She's in the centre of the two circles. Mia Ray Clifford elects to go long on the right boot. Going to the hot spot. 40 metres up and goal. Tech Mature shot says yeah, that's just too easy and just swallowed that up and says I'll just calm things down here for the Borough. Got Barton to her side if she wants to work towards her. Will float it over her head. Not the best of kick. Monaghan though is out the back and will pick it up while under pressure. Got the hurry kick away. It's a bit of a dribbler out towards the wing. Adams over around the football. Back there is Kendra Hall for the Bombers. Swinging around on the right boot. Almost brings down Rain with this kick. Mel Kies though. Parked there for the Borough and takes an easy mark. Stood strong the skipper. She had an Essendon player bearing down on her. She goes into the corridor now and it's uh, Claire Dyde who's going to use that left foot of hers to send the borough up towards half forward. It's a nice take here by McNamara. Inside 50 oh. and a great mark in front taken by Cleo Saxon-Jones who kicked one of those late goals in that first half for Port Melbourne. And they need this, the borough. is a bit of a steadier. The Bombers have been all over them early in this third quarter, Alex Dockerty. Yeah, the Dons are they're, they're certainly, certainly bringing the intensity early in these, this first five minutes and what a pickup from Sarah McNamara. I really like the way she goes about her football. Just sort of not nice and clean from at ground level. Does it a lot. Right in front from about 35 out. Cleo Saxon-Jones skips in. That's sends Bruce. it on its way. They've got the carry. It has. She has her second. Port Melbourne have a little bit of a steady. Are they back out to 18 points? It'll be uh, 5 six thirty-six, I believe. Or what will that be? It'll be 6 rather, to 3-1-19. Back out to an 18-point lead. The borough. Cleo Saxon-Jones has a couple of goals for herself. Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest asset in Cleo Saxon-Jones's game is her kicking. She can seriously roosted a fair few metres and we've seen it a couple of times Pete, we saw it at Williamstown in the, in the pouring wet, she absolutely dobbed one from about 40 metres in the rain which is not an easy thing to do so very good to see Cleo Saxon-Jones get on the end of a couple here you're on WARFradio.com at the ground delay free frequency of 89.1 FM and on the VFLW YouTube stream. Brought down to ground by Wilson in this contest for the Borough. Steadwell getting involved there for the Dons. Umpire circling says no opportunity and we'll call for the ball back and we'll restart play. Right in the middle of the two circles here at the NEC hangar at Tullamarine. Both rucks miss the football. Bramage is lurking around, taken out by Wilson. Worked it sideways. Running through there is Diet for the Borough. Wanted to go inside 50, was picked off. Easy mark here for the Bombers. And getting back there and taking it is Ashley Cooper, who goes long with a kick. Had to be accurate, was. Found her teammate out there. Oh, now moving it long up the ground, but that's a lasso rule. I can't help it. Every time the umpire does the lasso, I keep thinking, she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming back up the wing for the... Uh Again, the Bombers just looking for Mia Ray Clifford, but she hasn't had a great afternoon so far, Mia Ray Clifford. The ball's just not bounced her way as Melissa Kyes will get up to take a free kick here. The skipper, she's uh, put herself into the middle and steadied the ship after the Bombers had a little bit of uh, momentum swing early in that quarter. She sends one up towards half forward. It was knocked away by, I think that was Eloise Gardner. Couldn't quite find its way back there to Julian. Now a Port Melbourne player in there, gang tackled. Stepnell got out of there and gave a handball to a teammate. Now they can go the Bombers off left half back. Left foot kick up to towards the line, over the head of one bomber, and now Chot is going to, well, the boundary line's going to beat her, but she will take her kick anyway, because it's coming around the mountain through Akesh McEwer Chot, just backward of the wing for the borough, and she's going to come all the way back here to Olivia Barton, who has it inside the defensive 50 for the borough. Barton with the football, looks to stay on the Melrose drive side of the ground, finds a target out there, and taking the mark, backing back there, is uh, Ashley for 
Port Melbourne. Belinda Ashley just calming things down. No need to rush. Her side three goals up at the moment. Finds Phoebe Monaghan. It takes the mark in front of Mia Ray Clifford. Monaghan gets on the right boot. Going long up the wing position, looking for Adams through her hands and dropped there by Heil. Port Melbourne will clear it up through Diet. Diet puts it into a running space. Cecilia McIntosh is going to be the first one there, though. Gave off the hand pass. Oh. One of the old one, two. Oh, Brabash came through and pickpocketed it. Slapped it in front of herself. Couldn't control it properly. Does have support. The umpire says, though, she held the player in the contest that was going after the football. And that will be a free kick to Dicker of the Bombers. She'll try and switch looking for Courtney Eugel. Had to step around one. Eugel goes short on the right boot going up in the Mia Ray Clifford direction got spoiled from behind going there as Usley had to go back to Phoebe Monaghan Monaghan quickly by hands was looking for Wilson missed out on her bombers through Morecambe though going up towards the half forward flank position trying to chase after it as Frederica Frew does pick it up got to do a little bit of dancing work kicks around the corner Felicity Theodora's got it shrugged off one then tries to square up the footy ah. sliding grease lightning style is Alana Barber Barber has the football six 60 metres out from home. Has someone on in the hot spot, but a kick McEwen shot. Tries to jump for it. Spoiled from behind. Barton tried to get a kick away. It was immediately smothered off the boot. Usley's there as well. She is rolled over. Umpire blows the whistle and says, let's have a ball up. Too slow on that forward 50 entry there, I think, from the Bombers. They had Julian that was open. But had about 10, 10 metres. No Port Melbourne player nearer. Bombers deep in attack again. They trail by three goals midway through the third term. What can they do? It was Wilson who took it out of the ruck for Port Melbourne and got rid of the ball somehow. Not sure how. She'll go again here, Wilson. She's attacked there by Stepnell, and Stepnell takes her, well, too high, said the umpire. So Wilson will get up to take the free kick at right half back. Just holding the forward at the moment. Port Melbourne with the Bombers trying to stake their claim. Kick over the head of Monaghan. It's Barber who will chase this one down. Knocked it back because she heard the voice of a teammate and then tried to receive the handball back, but it didn't quite work out but there it will be a boundary throw in on the outer wing just forward of centre for the uh, Borough WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. Also, if you search VFLW on YouTube at 12 o'clock, they've got a game between North Melbourne and Weemstown from Arden Street Oval. They're back in the play. Wilson's throwing the hands up saying, I was held, I was held. And the umpire says, indeed you were. And you will get a free kick. And Wilson decides to go on the right boot, floats it high for Diet to try and run onto it. Doesn't get there. Uh, was it a lasso? The Essendon player is remonstrating. The umpire says no, it was touched beforehand. So that means it will be a throw in on the outer side of the ground. Some quick thoughts from Alex Dockley from the A3 podcast. Liked uh, McCure Chuot's uh, third quarter so far. Just sort of, I think her biggest strength is reading the play in the air. Sometimes, a lot of, lot of the times, the marks don't come off. I think that'll come with a little bit of time, but I, I, I definitely love her uh, football IQ and her ability to read the play. You go the Bombers again. It was a forward handball from Eugle for Dicker to run onto. Barton comes across for Port Melbourne to win the football taking the ground and Eugle's over it again and it looks like we'll have a stoppage on the outer wing. It's lived on that outer wing for the last couple of moments. It's still Port Melbourne by 18 points. It's the Borough 6-1-37 leading the Bombers 3-1-13. The umpire gets us back underway quickly. Still Eugle in there. Can she find a teammate? She could. Quick kick fall for the Bombers. Good ball use as well by Davies who now runs onto it inside 50. Kick towards full forward. Here's a chance for Clifford. Didn't quite sit to her. Clever tap. McKay. Can she win the football? Well done by McNamara. Got back there and lent a hand for the Borough. Now they might get out. Although oh, there's a good, good backup. Spoil there. Or 
mother, I should say, by Clifford. Chot receives the handball and says, bugger this, I'm kicking it as far as I can. Ball couldn't quite take the mark. She might go again here for the borough. They've got numbers if she can get it to Petschke. Petschke with a head over the football. There's a really strong tackle there by that Essendon player. That might have been Nicole Julian, I think, for the Bombers, who will lock it up at centre-half forward for the Dons. That was bloody good desperation there from Mira Clifford. Just tried to keep the ball in there in inside 50. Just didn't come off, but I think Essendon will get another chance here. And taking it out is Eugle out in the middle, but picked off easily. Guess who? Hannah McLaren. Easy mark for her, and she decides to go and take the player on the mark and dance around her. Got past Davies easily, kicked it in towards the middle of the ground from Marge. Missed out on it. Heil gives the hand pass off. Hurry kick. Emily Harley saying, I've got a space here to work with. I will take that mark. Thank you very much. And Harley's just looking around, says, look, I'll come inboard to Pip Pesky. Good option. She takes the mark. Pesky sees Barton to her right, telling her, just stay right, stay right, because I'm going to go to the Melrose Drive side of the ground. The kick's a bit of a floater. Monaghan dropped it, goes back again, got caught, pulled in the ground. Play on, they call. Umpire won't pay a free kick out of this. Barber comes in to try and hold it up. Ball spills out. In goes Barton here on centre wing. Under pressure, got the hand pass away. Picked off here by the Bombers went high in the air. This kick was trying to find McDonald coming through his Nance Gorn. The nice. captain says, Bugger it, I'm getting involved. Oh, Gives it to Eugle, and Eugle got oh, tripped. No way. Yes, wow. that's a trip. And Eugle says, I will have a free kick. Thank you very much. And Eugle will get going on the right boot. She will work it wide. Works out okay. Can see the, you can see the, sorry Peter, you can see the trip was there, but very stiff. Frederica Frew gets on the right boot, long and high. Kick McCure shot, had to go with Davies on her hammer. Ball got out the back though for the Borough, and they go short to Phoebe Monaghan. Monaghan at true centre half back, gets on the right boot, is going in the Bridie Kennedy direction. Floated over her head, two on one, and Cecilia McIntosh says, you're going nowhere, Will Clampter. Put her in on the ground, and the umpire comes around and says, let's have a ball up just near the centre wing for the broadcast position. At the moment, it is Port Melbourne 6-1-37, Essendon 3-1-19. You can see that the um, Port Melbourne players are trying to look through the corridor, but you've got to give credit to Essendon's defence. They've really clamped it down any time they try to get it forward of centre. Put a free kick out here as the umpire for the borough. It's Abby Tanner alongside the broadcast edge of the centre square towards half forward. She goes in the uh, Saxon Jones direction. No mark taken. It was well played by Heel. Handball didn't find anybody except Ramage. He flipped one up to Kais. And here's the skipper Mel Kais. Couldn't quite work it back. Ooh. The breeze just took that one a little bit away to the right-hand side. That would have been a big goal for the skipper in the shadows of three-quarter time. That's a second minor score of the day for the Borough 6-2-38. They now lead by 19 points over the Bombers who trail 3-1-19. And this looks like Eloise Gardner again to bring it in for the Dons. And she's going to look to the outer side. And a long kick over the head there of Dowder. has got a bit of a foot race to go with here. Trying to bub uh, Davey off the football here for Port Melbourne. Getting in there is Mia Ray Clifford. Gave off the hand pass. Here's a hurry kick out towards the wing position. Melrose drives onto the ground. They'll call the player towards them. Now it was either gave off the quick little hand pass. This is a good build here yes. for the Bombers. I mean, it goes inside 50. It's a foot race on here. Oh. Two on two on the numbers. How will it six for Quigley? Quigley tries to tap the ball in front of herself. McEwer shot got back there for Port Melbourne. McEwer shot can receive it. They can squeeze it out to her. They cannot. It's all locked in there. No, it isn't. There's a squeeze out to oh. Nicole Julian. Gets clay and the umpire says, 
says, no, it's all fair play on Barton as well. And the umpire says, let's just restart things 25 metres out from goal. That was a very dangerous inside 50 entry there from the Dons. I think Grace Dicker, very unlucky not to go on, not to get on the end of it because she was running down that inside 50 like a, like a freight train. Tanner now goes up in the ruck here for Port Melbourne. Immediately gets claimed. Look out, here comes Nanscorn. Nanscorn tries to get through two. Got brought to Garen, trying to get a hurried hand pass out there. Mia Ray Clifford. Pipkeski. <laughs> oh! Put into the ground. Suplex City. <laughs> the umpire says, let's call for the football back. Jeez, how's that? Not a free kick. <laughs> Dangerous all, tackle all over it. Pipetsky still deep in attack though. The Bombers Pipetsky couldn't quite get that one. Shot good for Port Melbourne and a clearing kick to the outer side. Now there's a race on for the football gardener there for the Bombers. She might be the first to get there. Morecambe coming the other way though. A couple of the defenders combined. It was Gardner who won the football. Taken now by Adams, but the Bombers have done well to get numbers back here to that uh, uh, outer side. It was Morecambe with a scrubber to the feet of Julian. Took a long time to pick it up. Julian, it wasn't easy. Handball to Anthony. You said one up towards half forward. Not it's a, a great lot. Kick. Home for the Bombers. McLaren coming the other way. Worried out of it there by Clifford. Might have been taken without it completely by Clifford. She was indeed. So Hannah McLaren steps up to take the free kick for the Borough at right half back. And McLaren decides to get going quickly. Is there a little nudge in the back there? The umpire says, no, it was okay. You can play on. Got out to Millie Sean. Millie Sean went for a run for the Borough from centre wing. Trying to put in the Brighty Kennedy direction. It was sliding. Trying to get on the end of the football. Still fighting for it on the ground. Got rolled over Kennedy. Could be in danger here. Umpire's doing the circle work. Instead, he will say there was no prior opportunity and will call for a ball up. This is between centre wing and the half forward flank here for the Borough. They lead by three goals in the third term. WARFradio.com bringing you this match of the day. Coming through as Mel High's got taken too high. Will take the advantage immediately. Gets on the left boot. Goes long inside 50. Was trying to find uh, the player in Brady Kennedy. Taken away though by Crook for Essendon. Try to get it outside their defensive 50, ricocheted around, picked off there by Nance, gone off the deck. Her kick works out fortuitously. Mark taken. Barber now will try and come inboard with a oh. kick. It's a floater almost into danger there for the Essendon player coming through. And McDonald, there's Pip Pesky, will pick it up for the Borough in the centre of the ground. Goes to a kick, McCure shot, who had to go backwards and then spin around. Nice. Goes out towards the centre wing, hits her target, finds Millie Sean. She's been so composed today across half-back, hasn't she? Akesh McCure shot. Kick to the outer side to find Sean, who's kick just missed Abby Tanner. Stepnell ducked out of the Tanner tackle. But caught from behind. She never saw. I think that might have been Holly Bailey coming from the other way. Great tackle, Holly Bailey, who wants to move things quickly. She sends a high one inside 50 in the direction of Emily Harley. Can't quite get to that one as it trickles out of play. About 40 metres around or so from the Borough goal, who still lead by 19 points in this one as we're getting on here in the third quarter at the hangar. Yeah, you feel like the, uh, the, ne the next goal is going to be really important here. And it's in Port Melbourne's attacking 50. So let's see what they can do here. Tell you what, the game that Kek McCure Josh is having today, I'm still surprised Richmond have dropped at the VFLW level. If I was either Geelong, the Bulldogs or the Saints, I'd be picking up the phone to say, do you want to talk? Because it should be a very valuable player in a number of AFLW teams. As the siren has sounded here at three-quarter time, it is Port Melbourne 6-2-38 leading Essendon 3-1-19 
again for Essendon, probably frustration may be the word. They're working, they're working, they're working. We saw the opportunity that maybe Mia Ray Clifford had here in the goal square and Port Melbourne still stand stall, still keep the Bombers out. Yeah, well, they're looking like they're trying to move it away from where Hannah McLaren's positioned around that defensive 50. So they're looking really, really dangerous going inside 50, the Bombers, and it's just yeah, very unlucky not to get on the end of a couple more scoring opportunities because they've had their fair share this quarter and they'll certainly wonder where it is that they've gone wrong because I think not 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 to take away anything from Port's defence I think they've been brilliant you mentioned Chuot as well Peter I think her and I think um, Monaghan's done a really st- sturdy job as well Brett it's just sort of what, what do you do what well, that, that quarter had an eerily similar feel to the first one, didn't it, with Essendon all the running. They just can't take their opportunities inside 50 because of how good the Borough defence have been. And for all the good running they had in that third quarter, the half-time uh, lead has actually extended from 18 to 19 points. So if, they, uh, if they're if they going to roll on over the top of Port Melbourne in that last quarter, this last quarter, I should say, the Bombers, they need to find people inside forward 50 and take their chances. Goal kickers at three-quarter time for Port Melbourne. It's two each to Harley and Saxon Jones. Singles to Dyer and Adams for Essendon. It's two to Frew and one to Barber. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at three-quarter time. Port Melbourne, 6-2-38. Essendon, 3-1-19. Hey, Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling... Ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at ruok.org.au. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W, and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Neighbour Day on March 28 is a national celebration of community. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is so good, not only for our wellbeing, but for those around us. It brings together people from next door, the local community, or even online. But the real strength is in us knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Visit neighbourday.org for events and information. Neighbour Day is a program of Relationships Australia. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives.
Indeed, you are on WARFradio.com and the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It is Port Melbourne 6238, Essendon 3119. Essendon are not shot. We know they can score goals quickly, but they do have an uphill battle. Peter Holden, Brent Sturberg, and also we've got Alex Doherty with you. Uh, Alex, they're about to just break from the uh, huddles now. It's weird, isn't that, saying it? When we look at that margin, you look at how fast Essendon moved the ball, and you feel like, yes, they could switch on and kick four goals, but you, but as time goes by, you're wondering, okay, when and how is it going to happen? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one because I feel like Port's defence has really, really held firm in this game. Not just, not just in that third quarter, but the entirety of the match. And I think we said it best. They, they moved the ball a lot better in that third term. They were, they were running, they were using their pace, and they were running through the corridor. So sort of... What do they? What do they do? They, if you're Brent Major, you just got to try and just stay the course. He was very, very um, active in that in that huddle at three quarter time, just having a look. Got around the Fords as well, which which I which I spotted, which is um, I, I think he, I think he's implying them just to keep at it, just because I, I I think their forward pressure in that third quarter was really really good. I don't know what you th- thought about it, Brent, but no, it was terrific. It was terrific. But yeah, you're right. It would just be you know lower the eyes inside fifty. We need to take marks, you know. Same old thing in that third quarter. They got it in there, but the kicks weren't great. They weren't to the advantage of the forwards. So that's what uh, that's what they got to change in this last quarter if they're going to come from behind. Absolutely. And uh, Brent, uh, the one thing that we uh, haven't really given credit to is Sasha Doherty did in round one, calling it the red wall, Port Melbourne's defence. And again, around that half-back, it just stands tall and picks off every time. And they've got shot come back from the seniors and add another brick in the wall. How unfair is that? (laughs) Cue the Pink Floyd album. As we're away again to start the final term here on WARFradio.com. Kai tries to come through the middle here for Port Melbourne. Mown down by her opposing captain in Georgia Nanscott, who gives a little shove in the end to say, I am not a happy customer. (laughs) So we restart play. Away we go again. One out by the borough. Kai's brought down by Nanscott, who clearly has got a bone to pick with her at the moment. In the middle of the ground as Dyer tries to come through. Quickly on her hammer. Hand pass over the top, looking for McLaren. McLaren wants to go for a bit of a run. Gets on the left boot. Tries to put it to the space here of Kennedy. Going with her is Crook. Crook gets there first for the Bombers. Crook on the right boot. Goes up the kick. line. Good kick towards the half-forward flank. They've got some space. They've got some run here. It looks like uh, it might be through. Who goes for a couple of bounces. Has a flying shot at goal from 45 metres out. If she kicked it, it would have brought the house down. Unfortunately, it is out of bounds of the full and a resulting free kick for Port Melbourne. Had a few players open there mm. inside 50, Essendon. Um, so just a little bit uh, just a little bit selfish. Brendan Major will be tearing his hair out after that early chance gone begging. Port Melbourne now a sweeping handball out of the congestion as Pipechki running backwards. Faster than I could probably run forwards, mind you. A handball couldn't find a teammate. And she might go again here. Pechki, the handball is uh, come out there to Bromage. Umpire waving his hands in the air to say play on. Ali Barber goes in to apply a, a tackle for the Dons. And we get a ball up at uh, right half forward. It is Essendon into attack. They need to kick goals and they need to kick goals quickly. They're down by 19 points early in this final quarter here at the hangar. Here on WARFradio.com, delay free at the ground, 89.1 FM. Bramage takes it around the pack, gets on the right boot, wants to centre it. It does okay, managing to find the mark there of Naley Borg. We've confirmed that 22 is Naley Borg. There was a late change oh. side with the emergency coming in. And Stepnell uh, was back there, trying oh. to do the work. Now coming oh, away is Kennedy, body. manages to shrug one off. Kennedy goes inside, 50 ah. empty, goal square, getting back there. Eloise Gardner says, don't worry, I'm here. 
here to save the day. And now we'll go for a run off the last line of defence. Gardner has someone free at the half-back flank. Swelling it there is Emma McKay. McKay gets on the left boot. Kick. Has a player that's found space. That's Mia Ray Clifford. Nansko is on in the middle here. If she can find the captain and Nansko, no kinds is going to her. So that option's now been shut down. Has to go down the line. Was trying to find Jesse Davies. Got over her head. McLaren comes in to be a force once more. Davies goes for it. Everyone's jumping on top of the ball. Umpire says stalemate. We'll call for a ball up. That was a very a bit of a lazy kick there from Bridie Kennedy going inside 50. I mean, right idea. They were, go, they were running inside 50. Just had to lower the eyes a bit more, though. One of the few times where they've actually uh, mucked up going inside 50 today. Port Melbourne is Barber. Strip without the football. Kyers gives the handball back to McLaren, who sends one down the line. McNamara at the back. McIntosh at the front. She has been tremendous for the Bombers. What a great mark in front there for the veteran. The two number uh, well, 20 and number 30 going at it there. Kick back up towards the half-forward line for the Bombers. Bromage took her own teammate out. She doesn't care. She'll take anyone out. Well done by Bramage. The ball's now caught under that uh, pack and we'll get a ball up. Left half forward here. Still the Bombers uh, in their forward half, but Mel uh, Port Melbourne defending defending grimly. As Nelda wins the tap down, in burrows Emily Harley. Can't get it out. Eugle's waiting on the outside of the pack. It can pop out to her. Nanscon says, I'm going in. I'm getting the ball myself. Tries to kick it towards the half forward flank position. Barton from behind, manages to bring it to ground. Nelda wants to go in again, and everyone is surrounding the football. We'll call for a ball up. Port Melbourne, 6-2-38, Essendon, 3-1-19, WARFradio.com. Yeah, well, it looks like um, Essendon just slowly getting on top of the clearances, but they need this next goal here. It's just every every passing moment, it's just going to be an uphill battle, more and more of an uphill battle. Bramage is wrapped up by... Uh, Ashley Cooper, they have started well. They've started well in all four quarters, the Bombers, but haven't been able to put it on the scoreboard. Can they do so here? And then Scorn's going to run onto this one. Flicked up a handball that just missed Anthony, and she thought, bugger it, I'm going to sock my boot onto it there because i got Heel out the back. Heel's going to chase this one down on the outer wing. Took a while to sit up for her, and by the time it did, the cavalry arrived. She's jumped on now by that Port Melbourne player. Ball locked in. Now it comes out, a handball to Holly Bailey. Again, not a great handball. Eugle going in hard and too hard, in fact, and she's almost uh, decapitated. Holly Bailey will get back to take her kick. Just backward of the wing, Holly Bailey who uh, has been a little bit quiet today. I haven't called her name too many times. She goes out to the skipper who's been busy as uh, usual. It's Melissa Kyes on the outer side. Looking up towards uh half forward where she's got McNamara coming at the ball. It's McNamara and McIntosh again. It's McNamara who fell over and McIntosh wins the football. She'll send the Bombers now up towards wing and half forward. Getting in front there was Owsley. Dropped the mark. She's got support in uh, Tanner if she can get it there but the tackle from Jess Davies was far too good and should have been rewarded. Instead it goes out of play and we'll get a boundary throw in just forward of the wing for the Bombers on the outer side. Saved by the boundary line there mm. I think. Uh, Brent is just yeah there's a lot. Intensity's again picked up by the Bombers early so so you're just hoping they get they get a good clearance out and, and get another scoring opportunity here. Nelda took immediately out of the ruck and then kicked it straight into Abby Tanner. And Abby Tanner completely fell over <laughs> her. Barber wanted to go in there. And the umpire, after he's probably stopped laughing, has blown the whistle and says, we'll call for a ball up. And we'll reset play on the centre wing on the Melrose Drive side of the ground. We throw the football up in the air. One down. They try to put down the throat there of Bramage. has to go in with Barber on her hammer. Oh, that's a throw every day of the week. The umpire says no, play on. But still to the advantage of the Bombers. They get it over the top to Fru, courtesy of Nicole Julian. Fru goes inside 50. Much better kick. Gets Felicity Theodore. She takes a mark. 20 metres out on a slight angle. Much better kick there from Federica Fru. Just looked looked in board in and I reckon, I reckon uh, Brendan Major might have had had the runner out to the ground, just giving a bit of a bit of a clip on the ear, tell her to do better. Um, 
This is this is the kick though. This is this is an absolute must for the bombers. Felicity Theodore comes in, stabs at it. Oh, jeez. Didn't really didn't really prepare that run up really well, Felicity Theodore. Just need, just sort of rushed the kick. Didn't take her time. 3-2-20 Essendon, Port Melbourne, 6-2-38. She knows where the goals are as well. Felicity Theodore kicked a couple last week. Kicking from uh, Port Melbourne is not the best, but making it look a bit better than it was in the back pocket there. And then a kick to uh, Belinda Owsley, who takes the mark. She's got a runner from behind now. It's Monaghan, who's trying to burn off Nicole Julian. Got a handball out wide. I think that was Emily Harley all the way back there, who then gave it back to Monaghan. And up the outer wing go the Borough. Kick looking for Borg. It's going to go beyond Borg and out of play. So Celia McIntosh will bring it back in for the Bombers. Oh, what a wasted opportunity that was in front of goal. Good kick by McIntosh. Couldn't quite take the mark there. The Essendon player on the outer side. Morgan comes over to lend a hand. Now it's uh, been a turned over here uh, by the Bombers. It's Borg. Oh, Saxon Jones absolutely clobbered and no free kick. Oh. Play on, said the umpire. Now Essendon come out towards this near side. It's Emma McKay, who is off and running. Takes one bounce. Might consider a second. Says, yep, I've got a paddock to work with. Mia Ray Clifford says, pop it over the top to me. Oh. It's just too much in the end. Mia Ray Clifford, Alex Quigley, and just picked out the only Port Melbourne player going around. And that was the number six, and Lisa Davey, who puts too much juice on it for Barton, chasing her as Theodore. Theodore tries to corral her. Barton just says, I'm just running over you. And then kicks in the direction of, and taking the mark, Naily Borg. Borg wearing the 22. Now has the football, decides to calm things down at the halfback flank. Gets the hurry-up call, plays on quickly, looking for Harley. Harley got rid of oh. her opponent, might take a bounce. Emily Harley still going, just forward of the centre wing. Goes short to Cleo Saxon-Jones. That's good use of the football. Essendon could learn a thing or two from that. Now quickly goes <laughs> towards the middle of the ground to Abby Tanner. Tanner with the football. Tanner on the right boot, going to the hot spot, 30 metres out yes. from goal! And backing under it, taking a mark, swalling it whole. Yeah, that was that was brilliant work there from Port Melbourne, and you called it brilliantly. I think Essendon could learn a thing or two. Just that passage of play there just before in the Essendon attacking half, they had about two or three players out in the open. They really could have used them. That is Sarah McNamara. She actually has a character on YouTube. Look for Draft Deb. Very Draft funny. Draft Deb. Sarah McNamara comes in. 40 metres out from goal, stabs at it, it's across the left, in fact it will fall short, it is a mark on the last line of defence to the Bombers, and they will look to relieve the pressure here through Crook. And that was a big mark, because that would have been a handy behind for the Borough, they come short here to Eugle in the left back pocket, this kick has to be good, it is, Grace Dicker marks right on the boundary line paint, and she looks up towards the broadcast wing that is now bathed in sunshine and then is providing a jolly nuisance to the commentators. Up towards the wing she goes. Almost a good mark in the middle of the pack there by Tanner, who meets it at ground level. Flicked it up for her uh, teammate, who is dumped by Nance Scorwin. Play on, said the umpire. Dragged off it there was Barber. Still play on. The umpire swallowed the whistle. Good tackle there by Claire Diet. The umpire said it was not a good tackle. It was too high. So stepping up for the Bombers to take the free kick is Alex Quigley, who's come up to get a possession on the half-back line. Quigley goes short and manages to find the captain, Georgia Nanscorn. Nanscorn 
has oh. to get around Harley, oh. has to get around Kennedy, got around both, kicked it in towards the centre of the ground. Half a dozen players around it. Cecilia McIntosh, who says, I'll have a crack at this, and it end up bouncing out to Morecambe. Morecambe now works it wide. Foot race is on, out towards the half forward flank. Melrose drive side of the ground. Going in there is Phoebe Monaghan. Yeah, well She's done, being Phoebe. held by Jesse Davies, who held her up. Had to get rid of the hand pass quickly to Mel Kais. Dutchie Kais tries to go with a short, cute kick. Doesn't work out. Morecambe gets it for the Bombers. Hand pass back to McIntosh. Went over her head. She had to go backwards again to Gardner. Gardner, who's pushed up oh. the ground. Oh, is that a falcon there of Mel Kais? She's dropped it. Has to go back in again. Barton with support. Kais still running. Kais now on the left boot. Manages to go with a short chip kick. Holly Bailey. I like her Irish cream. Now has the football. <laughs> Bailey gives off the little hand pass. Gives it across to Kais, the captain who called for it. McCure shot flying through the air. Talk out her own teammate. Uh, their own teammate getting up is uh, McNamara. Oh, that's a great goes hit. To Cleo oh. Section Jones. Great kick, not so great, Mark. Oh. Dropped it. Turnover maybe in the centre half forward position here for the Borough. It's taken away by Mia Ray Clifford for the Bombers. She kicks in towards the middle of the ground and with plenty of time to dance around here is Jesse Davies. And Davies looks up towards the half forward line. It's a good kick to find Anthony who marked the post to Sean. Anthony looks inside 50. They need to spot somebody up here, the Bombers. That's not the worst kick, although it just bounced away from, I think that might have been through. Through now becomes the tackle and not for long though as McLaren says goodbye I'm off and running onto the broadcast wing she has a couple of bounces, she can keep on going Hannah McLaren, now scrubs one up towards uh, Lasoski Hay, getting there ahead of her was Barber who wanted a free kick nothing doing, a hack kick forward for the Borough his heel playing in front, just trapped it and then socketed it off the deck and now McLaren's going to have to go again, she hasn't had time to recover she's buggered out there Hannah McLaren, what a day she's had across half back and now she probably should have got a free kick for in the back, umpire says no I'm going to come over and ball it up at left half forward for the Bombers. There's a few, a few missed calls from the umpires today. Mm. I reckon Claire Saxon-Jones has had the, uh, the worst of it I reckon. Just a couple of, couple of blatant free kicks. Umpire throws the ball high in the air. Away we go again. Now to going up to the contest here for the Bombers. Julian fighting in hard. Gets close towards the boundary line. Managed to keep it in play. That was uh, interesting. Then got it across to Federica Fru, who immediately threw it on the boot. Ball bounces on the 50-metre arc. Oh, read well by Monaghan. It goes to a Keck McEwen shot, who had front position. Elects to run away from Heil here. Kicks it up the line. It's into space. Nearly Sean coming at it. Bramage there here. as well. Numbers Clever. with the borough. Looking to get it to Bramage. Bramage doesn't go to ground, manages to hold it up, good effort though there by well Morgan, who went to ground, now across to Millie Sean, Millie Sean on the right boot pops it up, McIntosh, got spot from behind by McNamara, McNamara has to try and pick it up off the ground, does so, got spun around hand pass, hot potato there to Bramage going in there is Morgan, who managed to get the hand pass away, had support there by Crook Eugle gets it back to Crook Crook on the right boot, goes in towards the middle of the ground, oh Usley's back there for Port Melbourne and the barrel attack again, yeah, they did well there the Bombers but the kick out of the back 50 was not good, Owsley's fan Lasoski Hay, who marks it half forward, and they may want to take some time off the clock here, though they're not going to do that. They're going to kick inside forward 50 and turn it over. It's Mariana Anthony who marks deep in defence for the Bombers, who still trail by three goals. It looks like Port Melbourne is safe. It looks like Port Melbourne heading back to the top of the ladder, and it looks like Port Melbourne have an intercept mark. They do indeed, and it's Olivia Barton. Barton swings around on the right boot, bumps it up long. Harley McEwen shot, crash the pack at the end. Plenty of options here for the Borough. McNamara dances around, goes to the goal square. Courtney Eugle is back there. Whoop, dropped it like it was a piece of soap. Oh. Had to dance around one. Eugle did well, got on the right boot. Commentators curse as soon as she says she does well. Put it straight down the throat of Luca Lasoski Hay, who has the football on the paint, 50 metres out from goal. Alex to play on, kicks it in the Bramage direction. Went through her hands. Eugle going there 
as well. Bombers to clean it up here in the back line. Hand pass, trying to get a hurry kick away there as Frederica through. Kicked it into open space. Running onto it is Grace Dicker. Dicker is away. Barber's Shot chasing after it. Dicker's still going. Put on the right boot. Can she put it to the advantage of Barber? It does go to space. It finds Alana Barber. She's got two to oh, beat. Strategies to go through both of them. Barber with a flying shot at goal. And unfortunately, it's away to the pocket. It's a bouncing ball. Trying to get back there for the Bombers is McDonald. She is caught by Monaghan. She still manages to oh. get a kick away. <laughs> Standing applause for McDonald. He put it to Felicity Theodore. That was brilliant running there from Alana Barber. It just sort of set up that, that whole passage of play. Probably had every right to just go for the shot because they had all the Bombers running back inside 50 and just, I guess, pot luck from um, Matt McDonald. Hasn't had her best day, I don't think, but um, gee, she's come up at a big moment. Could have easily given the ball up, but somehow put boot to ball and put it in the perfect spot for Lavisity Theodore. So roughly from where she was earlier, this time she puts it through the middle. There is still life for Essendon, but the clock is ticking. 4-2-26 for the Bombers, 6-2-38 for the Borough here on WARFradio.com, your home at women's football. Well, that was a better, that was a much better run-up from Felicity Theodore. That last, that last shot on goal she had was was rushed it was just sort of felt like she just had to throw it on the boot but that time she just took a deep breath took it and just and just ran it up and just you know, the kicking style is a little bit unique I, I, I feel but you get the six points anyway it's still game on probably the best bit of play that the Bombers have put together all day as well from one end to the other as we're back into the middle of the ground with the uh, Borough leading by two goals five six five it's warning going to port just having a chat to the uh, this is smart because you know what it does I've always talked about this rule it can be exploited by the teams that are ahead this helps kill time on the clock because there's no time on in football very smart from Port Melbourne that was deliberate there we go Th thank you Le loophole Larry as we're back into the middle Tanner over the top won it down to Diet, who then couldn't find a teammate with the handball Port Melbourne will be pretty happy to just turn this one into a scrap from here on out we've got a Port Melbourne player who is sore and it is Claire Diet. And she's uh, leaving the stoppage. She's on her haunches. She's uh, breathing in the heavy ones at the moment. Claire Dyche, she's been busy today as we'll have another ball up. And it's Tanner who pumped it down to Petschke. Her kick out of there was ricocheted. It ricocheted straight to Sean who tried to give it back to Petschke and missed her. McKay becomes the tackler for the Bombers. It was a good tackle as well. I think that might have been on Tanner. Ashley Cooper stood up in the tackle. Dropped the football through trying to soccer it forward. Here's uh, McKay again who's just working it up towards half forward for the Bombers. Quigley handballs it inside 50. But Petschke has been everywhere for the Borough today. She comes out towards this broadcast side. McIntosh taken off it by uh, Bramage. A couple of hard nuts going at it there. Bramage is going to go again. Strong tackle by Heel, who spun her 360 and throw it to the deck and the Bombers bench down there is calling for holding the ball. The umpire says no. I'll ball it up on the centre wing broadcast side. And in this ruck contest, we are going to have Stepnall versus by the look of it, Tanner doing the ruck work. Nan Scorn just quickly picked it up off the ground. Almost brought down Rain with her kick. Taking the mark back there for the Burroughs. Nailey Borg. Borg with the footy on the halfback flank. Gets going quickly. Puts it on the right boot. Out towards centre wing. A kick. McCure. Josh tries to park us up underneath. Carl says, rejected. Kendra <laughs> Hole. Punches it towards the boundary line. McCure. McCure. Chat says, stuff it. I'll go get my own football then. Picks it up. Dribbles it forward. Now, is this lasso rule or not? No, it says touch according to the boundary umpire. And the field umpire is going to have a chat. It's, this is an interesting one. This is an interesting situation. Nobody nobody, ball, nobody touched it, Pete. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody touched the ball and it dribbled along the ground. No, he calls yeah. for a throw in. It did look I, like it was smothered off the boot. Sorry, Pete. Yeah. It, I, unfortunately, we don't have the video camera or replay in front of us, so I would actually look, like to look back at that. Very interesting call. Big call late in the game. 
Now we've got a ball in at half forward for the Borough, who still lead by two goals. The Bombers are still mounting their charge. That boundary throwing went over the head of both the Rucks. Eugle puts her head over the football. She flipped it out there looking for Morecambe. Morecambe had to get it away from Stepnell, who then gave it to Chot, who might have been taken without the football. She was a Kesh mature Chot. She'll have a free kick at half forward. And now you can imagine the Borough might be pretty happy to just keep possession of the Sharon, although they've got Bramage inside 50 to use. Ran hard to get there. Chot sends it in that direction. Bramage has to go. It's got out the back. She's the first one to recover. Bramage just got beaten by the bounce. In there hard was Heil. Still in here, Bramage. Now Gardner Heil's saw down behind play. Gardner just socketed off the deck because she's got a teammate up here and found her as well. Now a handball to Nan Scorn, the skipper who sends it to the outer side. There's a race on for the football. McNamara might get out there for uh, Port Melbourne. They're coming across and then running past it in the end was Theodore. Owsley gave it back to uh, Tanner. I think that might have been now to Borg, who's been busy today. Forward handball. It's just missed McNamara. It will stay in. McNamara can run onto it, although she's worried out of it by Nan Scorn. Well played there by the Bombers skipper, who's then caught in the tackle. And that will be a ball up on the uh, left half forward flank for Port Melbourne. That was Kendra Heil that, was, that went down uh, just briefly. Uh, had the club doctors raising the uh, raising the hand just to signal something's not right, and then she just got up after after a brief 90 seconds. Got up, shook it off, said I'm fine, and then Canadian style said sorry. As we'll <laughs> get ready to throw the football back into play, we're about uh, 55 metres out from the Port Melbourne goal. Looks like the Borough will be taking home the Premiership points today and going into the Easter break undefeated in their inaugural season in the VFLW. Coming in there is Georgia Nansk on the Essendon captain laying a tackle on Pip Peschke and once again will reset play with a ball up. 6-2-38 Port Melbourne, 4-2-26 the Bombers. Well, Port Melbourne will be... Uh Pretty keen to get a late one here. Tanner got a hand to it. Handball comes up to Eugle. Now perhaps the Bombers can go through the middle of the ground. It's McKay who's been full of running in this final term. Up towards half forward. Sat it on the head of, uh, that was uh, Natalie McDonald. Monaghan backs up. Couldn't quite find a uh, teammate with the handball. Dicker tried to pinch it from her teammate. and She did in the end. And now up towards half forward. And it's McDonald again. Handball to McKay. This would make it interesting. Emma McKay on the left. She's just shanked that one a little bit. And it's bouncing away. And that was, uh, I think, uh, Lisa Davey there for. Port Melbourne who's very relieved to see that bounce through for a minor score and that cuts the margin now to 11 points and that is the final score ladies and gentlemen Port Melbourne knock off the Bombers and go back to the top of the table 6-2-38 the Borough 4-3-27 the Bombers the Borough too good here on a Sunday afternoon at the hangar yeah, very, a very admirable ad admirable effort there from the, uh, the Essendon Football Club ne never looked at any stage out of the fight they just continue to try and work work themselves get the footy from the source generate inside 50 entries as well but the uh the forward class from port melbourne just too good i think that last bit of play just that last dying seconds maybe summed up essendon today with mckay electing to go short they've gone the forward line they haven't necessarily done the best options and they've broken down across half forward that was an option there where she had all the space in the world. She was 40 metres out. She just needed to take that extra split second or so to steady, get on her correct foot, and then go through in the middle and back herself. And she didn't. She went for the pass. And I think that summed up Essendon today. Just it, the, the forward line was not working for them, despite all their work rate. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you, I think you've summed it up really, really well. I mean, that was a good run. That was a good run along the wing yeah. from, McK from McKay. I don't know whether or not she just came off the bench or not, but just sort of she got into that right spot. And I think maybe it was just a little bit of execution because I reckon she she was eyeing off those goals. It just sort of yeah. came off really, really poorly. And but again, sort of summed up what summed up what it was all about. Um, 
Lockie Harris just walk, walk, walking past. Very happy man. Very, very happy with his work. His side's on, side goes through to the east of break unbeaten. But back to the Bombers. It's just sort of they they feel, they've got they've got all the right pieces together. And I think this this game proves that they are up there in terms of final contenders. It's just all about that that last step going inside fifty. They they need they need they need some polish. Well, it's the most important kick in football, really, isn't it? That last kick inside forward fifty. And I think we saw the gulf between the two teams. You know, Port Melbourne even in that last quarter, we're hitting up targets. You know, hitting up Saxon Jones and hitting up. Uh, Emily Harley and of course when you take marks inside 50 then it's up to you to just you know you can go back and, and slot the goals and they did that uh, time and time again today Port Melbourne the Bombers just need to lower their eyes just need to link up a, li- a little bit better inside forward 50 but they've, they've played I mean as the ladder will suggest they've played the best team in the league today the Bombers and they matched it with them for a long long time just need to uh, back to the drawing board and um, clean up some things going inside forward 50. Uh, just quickly for those watching on YouTube on the VFLW stream you'll be leaving us very shortly if you actually type into YouTube YouTube, VFLW North Melbourne versus Williamstown. You can watch that game, which is just at quarter time right now. That should be a close one at Arden Street Oval. North Melbourne and Williamstown. Just put that into your YouTube search box and you'll be able to check out that game. WARFradio.com listeners will stay with us for another 10 minutes up until 12.30 as the Port Melbourne supporters, and they always travel in good numbers, are clapping their side off the ground. In fact, the Port Melbourne players also applauding their supporters as well to thank them for travelling down today. It's an interesting for what mindset both teams can take out of this game. For Port Melbourne, obviously fantastic for them. They're five and zip at the top of the table. The only thing they might look at the second half is, yes, we held back Essendon, but we didn't run away from them. And that might be a concern because when it comes to finals time and you play those good sides, one of those good sides at one stage might be down, will come back at you. And all of a sudden, can you stop that runaway freight train? For Essendon, yes, as we talked about their forward line not working today, but on another way, you can look at the Bombers and go, look, our forward line didn't work, but we only lost by 11 points. Yeah. If we can get this situation sorted out, there's still nine rounds to go in the season, and how the Bombers are tracking, you would safe to say they will make the top six. Little things to work on, but they are still a side to be reckoned with. Absolutely, and I think it just comes down. They matched them. They matched them around the stoppages. Matched them around the clearances. They got. They got a lot of repeat inside fifty entries as well throughout the game. So, absolutely, there's a lot to like about this Essendon team, as today's absolutely shown. It, just, just those little things. Just sort of lowering their eyes, using the corridor. They're doing it a little bit more. They're doing it a bit as well, Essendon. Just sort of. They're lo- looking looking lateral. They're looking centre, and uh, and that that goes a long way in football. It's just sort of it's just getting that it's just getting that last kick right. As you've said, Brent, it's it's the it's the most important kick in football. It's just that that 50, 60 metres towards goal, you've got to nail that hit. Well, this, this is a building program, the Essendon VFLW team, and it's absolutely you know some little bits and pieces uh, to take out of it today. You know, a couple of their uh, younger girls that uh, the coach spoke about coming into the game played really well. You know, they played behind the ball and had a lot to do at stages, and they stood up you know quite well. Um, at, at times, as we say as well, plenty of time, plenty of time in the season. You know, there's still going to be thereabouts uh, come the end of this round. I think they will be uh, what three and two, I think now after after five rounds. And and for the borough, only four weeks until Sophie Locks back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the day that everybody is talking about. Let's look at some of the AFLW listed players from Richmond that are playing for Port Melbourne. As you can hear, just in the background, echoing the Port Melbourne girls singing their theme song, uh, the grand old flag. We look at those AFLW listed players and in one way it's a good headache for Richmond 
but a bad headache at the same time, knowing, uh-oh, we've got some good VF players in the VFLW, but we're going to have to cut them. And in one way, technically good for the players that if they did get cut, they're performing so well that they should be picked up by another AFLW club. A Keck McEward shot, as we said, Brilliant. Why, why is she playing at this level? She needs to be playing at AFLW level. Even the Essen supporters online quickly checking their forum are going, what is she doing playing down here? Marking everything. Hannah McLaren. My goodness gracious me. The intercept marks for her today. Then you throw in there as well, Emily Harley early on with two goals. Phoebe Monaghan doing Phoebe Monaghan things. The Richmond AFLW players are playing well down at this level. And, uh, you know... It's, it's sad to acknowledge that a couple of them will have to get cut because of, of how the league rules are. And surely it'd be a disgrace if not one of them is, if not all of them that I've mentioned are on, not on AFLW lists next year. I think another one that you missed out on is Cleo Saxon-Jones. I've been really yeah, impressed yeah. with her leading patterns, particularly in, in that second half. Could have got on the end of another couple of really strong grabs and maybe another scoring opportunity. But just sort of... A couple of times, kind of got robbed by the umpire, got clobbered in the face, and I think it was in the, uh, the the second term, and then got blatantly shoved in the back as well in the last quarter. But just the way she presents to the footy is just brilliant, and uh, with with a foot like hers, she can she can roost a footy 40, 45 metres. You'd be nuts not to have that on a football team. I mean, she's she's had a lot of injury problems. Yeah, we get that, and it's probably a a big detractor of why AFLW clubs are steering away from injury play players. But she's now got about three or four games under her belt. She's now getting that continuity, that confidence into her system. She looks like she if she can keep playing to the way she's playing, I can sense a debut game in Richmond Colours next year if they decide to keep her on. I thought all of the Tiger girls played their part at some point today, and a couple of them in particular, which you mentioned, Pete, were, were outstanding. I think you know, it's always a, a shame that you have to make delistings in this caper, and you know, we can't all have um, lists of you know, 100 players. But from the bigger picture, this is what we want. You know, we want to have enough. We don't want to have a, a talent pool that is spread thin across the league. We want to have players that are good enough. You know, if they're not good enough to play at Richmond, then they're good enough to maybe go and, and play. You know, one of the teams down the down the bottom of the ladder at the senior level. So it's not. You know, it's a bit of a headache for the Tigers. If there's any headache that you want to have in football, it's probably the headache to have not really knowing who to pick because you're sport for choice. But in terms of the bigger picture, knowing that we've got girls that are playing at the VFLW level that are good enough. I mean. You yeah, we spoke earlier uh, in, in the day about potentially having some more expansion teams in the future. We need to be finding talent all the time so that we don't have the talent pool spread too thin. Going through some of those Essendon players that may have performed well today that we argue that should be on AFLW list. Uh, I know that she hasn't nominated for an AFLW draft. Hopefully she does come this time around. I've always been big raps on my favourite player in the VFLW, Georgia Nanscorn. Oh, it yes. just keeps going and going and going. The work rate from her, she is an elite midfielder who, who I just go, well, why haven't you nominated for the draft again? You know, you are that standard of footballer. Alana Barber popped up today. Frederica Frew, by the way, with her two goals, was thrown around the ground and had to do different roles. This is one of those games where you go, yep, add that one to the resume. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was really impressed with Federica Fru's game as well. Just sort of, uh, even in those moments where sort of Essendon sort of looked a bit patchy going forward, she just looked like the most threatening option for them up for them you know, in, inside the attacking 50. It's an interesting thing you raise about Georgia Nanskill because sort of because uh, I'm, I'm a Bulldogs AFLW player and I thought this is that's the kind of player that we sort of need because you've got yeah. you've got in in the Bulldogs midfield 
in the AFLW. You've got Ellie Blackburn, Kirsty Lamb, two A-grade talents, and you've got a lot of kids that are just starting to scratch the surface. You need another like mature-bodied midfielder f- for them. And I thought the you way can, the way can, she you attacks just quickly, you can even throw Geelong in that same boat who've lost Mel Kiki and now Astro O'Connor retiring. They've lost a bit of experience. You need a That's mature a great head like that. That's yeah. a great call. I just thought the way Nance and attacked the footy today, she was just on top of her game. It's amazing how she didn't get how she didn't even elect to be drafted. Just in terms of Georgia Nan scorn, I mean, I know the onus is on her, but she has no right not being an AFLW listed player. She's, you know, superior at this level. And, um, you know, I think she's 28, I think, Georgia Nan scorn. So not young, but certainly not old, you know, in terms of um, by, uh, uh, you know, football player standards. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if she does uh, nominate come the come the end of the year. But I think the Bombers will be pretty keen to to keep her and you know have her run out in the red and black for the first time they run through the banner at AFLW level in a in a couple of years or, or whenever that is inevitably. As we do wrap up here at the NEC hangar in Tullamarine, just a reminder on YouTube streams and radio coverage at the moment underway. If you search on YouTube VFLW North Melbourne Weemstown, you can watch that game from Arden Street over, which would be part way through the second quarter as we speak. For WRFradio.com, we take a break next week because of the Easter bye for the whole competition, and we will be back with a Saturday morning game on Saturday the 10th of April, the Southern Saints and Weemstown at Trevor Barker Beach Oval in Sandringham. That will be an intriguing contest. Looking forward to that one. It's going to be... Um, I think the Saints are, Saints have been thereabouts, I think, this year, and, and uh, it'll be a very big test for them. Yeah, they've been a bit up and down in form. So how will they go against a Williamstown where prior to the game they're playing at the moment a two and two. So uh, that will that may start to decide the future path of both of those teams coming out of the uh, Easter break. Time to wrap things up here. Brent Stoberg from KC Radio 97.7 FM. Thank you very much for stopping by today and joining us on the call. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Alex. I'm off to the Melbourne Cricket Ground now. Can I go? Yes, you I'm going to miss the first bounce. Go, 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 sir. Go. I'm off. Thanks for having me, guys. I've enjoyed it a lot. Get on your bike, Brent. <laughs> Thank you, Red. To Alex Stockley from the A3 podcast and the Mungrel Punt footy website. Thanks oh, for your company today. Always, always a pleasure, Peter. It was a cracking game today. And I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much. Don't forget to check out our podcast, WARFradio.com, and click on podcast. That ends our call for today. We look forward to joining you again in two weeks' time when the VFLW resumes in round six. Today, it was Port Melbourne 6 38 defeating Essendon 4 3 27.